like I'm in a choir singing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whenever, however long you want to go, it don't matter. Now, this is a documentary about you. So imagine your grandmother having a time capsule of her emotions, her thoughts, how you got to this person, but from the beginning. Very beginning. We're going to the very beginning. So that's how it starts. Here we go. I feel like I'm in therapy. At the end is when we do these things called the hilltop questions, but we're not going to get that until the end. So when we get to the end of the time capsule, we'll do it. You let me know when you're ready, madam, and we'll start this thing. I'm ready. All right. All right, folks, welcome back to this podcast. It's called One Man, One Tree in the Hills, a podcast about being alone for your own thoughts, and we're not alone for our own thoughts. We're making a time capsule of the most amazing people on the planet. Ladies and gentlemen, we have a special guest uh, all the way from New York City, by the way of North Carolina, Miss Diamond Baker. Diamond, how are you, madam? I'm good. How are you? I'm blessed. And highly favored. Come on now. <laughs> that's what I am, and that's what it is. You're funny. Diamond is an entrepreneur, yes? Yes. Businesswoman? Yep. Yes. Yes. How did you, what field is that? What? How would you technically call that field? Is that called cosmetology? Cosmetologin? No, so it's actually esthetician. Oh. So it's right under the cosmetology. Say that word again. Esthetician. 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 And what does that all like include? Yes. So esthetician is everything skin wise. So um, facials, back treatments, um, lashes, makeup. So anything in reference to the skin falls under esthetician. What would you do for the back? Um, like we did something that was pretty popular. I actually like it's like back treatments. So it's like think of a facial but on your back. So it comes with like cleansing, exfoliating, massage. Oh, because people do towel. have dirty backs. I mean, if you think about it, your back is probably one of the dirtiest places because it's hard for you to reach. Mm. How long does it take for you to do that? Like an hour. So the whole thing is like an hour. Like think of you getting a massage, but more than just a massage. And then it's all scraped the dead skin, everything else. Mm-hmm. The exfoliant does that. Wow. That's a lot. That is a lot. What is a full treatment? Like if someone wanted to come for the full works, you know how you get your car washed and some people just like the details. What is a full treatment? How long would that take? Like a full service. Like Eyelash, your... lips, everything. Oh, that's a long time. So like eight hours if someone wanted to do that? Yeah, because it's a lot. You got to think about it. Eyelashes is about two. If you wanted something for your back, it's already another hour. So now you're already talking about three hours. You want a facial, that could be another hour, four hours. Has anyone ever did that? Just booked you for nine hours straight? Well, I don't offer all of those services, oh. so I never did all that. What's the one that you truly enjoy? Um, I honestly, going into school, I really mainly went there because I had my eyelashing business already. Okay. But I did not think I would like facials, but I actually do like facials. I do like giving facials, back treatments. It's therapeutic for me. Hmm. What do people say after you're done with them? Do you see people completely changed? They look more relaxed, like, wow, that was good. <laughs> when I see people go, when I, when I walk by, when people get their eyelashes done, they feel like completely different people. Oh, yeah, eyelashing is definitely different. Like, they wake up like, wow, oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> this is a change. What lipstick did you use? So eyelashes is a little different. Okay, let's go back before we got to this person. Let's go back to the beginning. Where did you come out of this world? Where are you from? Where did you start? 
So I'm from New York. So I was born in Long Island, Long oh. Island, Queens, Franklin Hospital. And both of my parents, my mom and dad is from New York. My dad's from Brooklyn. My mom's from Queens. How did they meet? Uh, at a car dealership. Oh. Yeah. I think they was both trying to buy a car or something like that. I don't know. All I know is a car dealership. <laughs> <laughs> Are you from a big family, small family? My dad's side is pretty big because my dad's side is six of them. Um, so my grandmother has six kids. And then one of her brothers has six kids. Her mother has six kids. Jesus Christ. So it was like a lot of six in that family. So that family is pretty big. Um, my mom's side is pretty small. Not as big as my dad's. So the the oldest ones, the ones that have six of six of six, they're all the southern ones, right? Yeah. So my grandparents on my mom's side is from Alabama. Mm-hmm. And my grandparents from my dad's side is from, I mean, wait, I lied. My grandparents <laughs> from my dad's side is from Alabama. And my grandparents from my mom's side is from North Carolina. And the Carolina, well, Alabama, yeah, they got a lot of kids out there. Yeah. Six, then they had six. Yeah, so my grandmother mother had six. My grandmother had six. One of her brothers had six. Mm. So it's pretty. It's a lot of us. And how do they get to New York? How does that happen? So um, my grandparents on my dad's side, I keep saying dad. By the way, all four of my grandparents are living. That's so good. That's a blessing. So my grandparents on my dad's side, um, obviously everybody from the South pretty much migrated up north for a better life. Yes. So my grandmother and my grandfather um, decided to come to New York, um, actually on both sides, my mom and my dad's side, for a better life. Mm. So they're in New York. So so what about your immediate? So it's just you, mom, dad, and who else? Are you the oldest? So um, <laughs> I keep saying mom's side and dad's side. On my mom's side, I'm the youngest. So my mom has two kids. Okay. My oldest brother and me. On my dad's side, I'm the oldest. So my dad oh, has wow. me and uh, two younger brothers. So I'm the only girl. Does that change the dynamic? What do you mean? Do you feel like the youngest child with your brother? And do you feel like the oldest sibling when you're with your dad's kids? Yeah, I guess. So I never looked at it like that. Yeah, I do. Um, just because my dad's um, kids are young. I have a seven-year-old. Oh, they're babies. Yeah. And um, one is about to turn 16. So, they're so how young. far apart are you and your brother? The the youngest one? No, on your the one you grew up with, your brother. Oh, my mom's side. Yes. Two years. Two years. Yeah. So it was just you, him. That's it. Mom and dad. Yeah, basically. Until my mom and dad split. What age was that? Do you remember that? I was real young. I had to be in like first grade. Six. You have memories of six? Yeah. Seven. Kind of. Yeah, I have memories of them kind of together, but not that much. So growing up in New York Brothers, brothers there, brothers two years older than you. Mm-hmm. So brothers there, mom, dad. Who was the first person you remember outside of your family? Like who was the first friend you made? I remember my friends. I remember my friends from first and second grade. Naomi and Ashley are their names. I have no idea where they are now in life. But, but how'd you meet them? Just school. school. Mm-hmm. Don't know where they are, Mm-mm. but you remember their names. Yeah, because they might have stayed at the same school, but I switched schools a lot. What was that? Just a switch? Um, so I was in first and second grade for one school, third grade for another school, fourth grade for another school, fifth grade in another school. I didn't become consistent until middle school. Were you making friends in the neighborhood or were you making friends at school? At school. Were you bouncing around neighborhoods? Yeah. 
So was it hard to pick up? So pretty much you and your brother grew up as close friends because y'all were always moving together. But actually me and my brother was not living together. So mm. my brother was with, I was with my mom and my brother was with my grandparents. Mm. So sounds like a lot. <laughs> no, 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 no. It doesn't sound like a lot. So well, let's go back before that even happened. Okay. Let's go to the fact where it's you, brother, mom, and dad. What's your fondest memory of those moments of this y'all four? I can remember, so we was in Jersey now, so my mom moved to Jersey. Um, I remember, I guess just all of us being together, like me and my brother's extremely close, so me and him will like do a lot of activities together, so just watching movies, or just like we'll sleep together in the same bed or whatever the case may be, like we were always really close, so that's what I remember. So not far away from each other, y'all kind of grew up as like, not Siamese twins, what's the other ones, where you're not Irish twins, is when you're not that far apart from each other. I don't know. Never heard of that. <laughs> it's like when you're like 16 months, when you have the babies back to back, that's what they're considered. Y'all probably oh. got pictures dressed up together, like the same outfits. Yeah, we do. Because y'all are close in age. Anything mm-hmm. beneath two years is like when the babies dress up together and stuff. Yeah, we do. I will, I'm recalling quite a few pictures together that we have. So we're in New York. We leave to New Jersey, right? Mm-hmm. Do you have any early rumors of teachers being nice to you? Anything else that stands out? Like, as far as, like, first, second grade? Yeah. Seems like you don't remember kindergarten. No. I don't. Kindergarten, it, dabs of it. Very, very I don't little. Remember like, either. like, I can remember, I remember the setting, if that makes sense. Like, what my environment was like. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also still have, my grandma still has a picture of my kindergarten class. Like, the, you know, we take, you know, class photos. So, I remember what my teachers was like. I remember the environment. I remember the building. But I don't remember, like, the day-to-day. No lasting memories. Yeah. That's what I got. I see all these pictures. I don't know who. I don't remember nobody. <laughs> they call me Mikey. And I was like, why is my name Mikey in this yearbook? And I was like, that's what they called you at the school, Mikey. No. So we got, so we're in there, and then we leave to New Jersey, right? We leave to New Jersey. And what is it like? Do you understand that you're bouncing around? I Do you think understand I that you're under- moving? Do you remember moving boxes? Or you're just, oh, we just move a lot. Because it wasn't necessarily a moving boxes situation. Like, um, my parents had me pretty young. So they were more so like, all right, let's drop her off somewhere and let's, you know, go mm. to do what I got to do. So I remember more so suitcases. Like, I'm just at people's houses, if that makes sense. Well, I don't want to say it like that. Like, they threw me to anybody else. I was with my godmother. The big family. Yeah, I was with my grand. I was with my godmother and my godfather for a while because they had kids that were my age. So I would be with them a lot. And, um, or I'll be at my grandparents or my aunts or something like that. It was a lot, you know, they're young, so. Young like what? So my mom and dad had me when they were 21. Oh, yeah, super young. Yeah, they were young. And they were out there. <laughs> were you an accident? And maybe, I don't know how to ask that. <laughs> or maybe you were planned. I, I don't know if I was planned. Most likely it probably was an accident. Was, oh, so your brother, your mom had your brother already. So my, me and my brother does not have the same dad, only the same mom. Yeah, shout out to your dad, mm-hmm. being with a one move a kid already. Yep. Especially in New York City. Yep. What and about yep. his people? Are you close with his, his or are you ever stayed at his house? My brother's people Your house? brother's people. Well, yeah, I am actually am really close to my brother's dad. Like, my brother also has a little brother from his dad. Um, and they teach him, like, all of us are siblings. So That's he'll good. be like... Oh, Diamond, my sister, Kai, my brother. So they teach them, like, they include me a part of their family, even though I'm technically, you know, not blood related. But your family, to yeah. him. Yeah. 
So suitcases were bouncing around. And if you're like five, your brother's seven, and you guys have still got that close closeness, right? We still have the closest, but not physically together. When do you guys split? When does that split happen? Honestly, I can't recall because he's been he's been living with my grandmother pretty much from the beginning. It was just that my mom would pick him up. He'll come sleep over, blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he was pretty much with her from the beginning. Did you ever wonder why you didn't go to grandma's? No, because I was too young to think like that. Usually when they have like that, like when we separate my brothers, his kids with the other one, why can't I go? Like, well, you just can't go. No. I don't know. Like, I guess because it was like, that's what I've been used to Mm -hmm. since I was born. It wasn't like a, okay, see you later. (laughs) So you, so for some periods, you grew up like an only child a little bit. Kind of. Some days. Yeah. So do you think you were spoiled a little bit? Oh, very, very, very. By which parent or by both of them? Both of them. (laughs) Also, too, you got to think, well, I didn't mention this, but. Um, boys are very heavy in my family, even with like the sixes and all that type of stuff. It's mm-hmm. boys heavy. So my grandmother, she only had one girl out of her six children. Your mom? Um, no, I'm talking about my dad's side. Mm-hmm. So um, for me to be a girl, and a lot of them had boys. So for me to be a girl and um, come in, it was it was spoil off the gate. <laughs> that must be nice. You're the only girl of like 15 people. Yeah, I'm not the only one. There's definitely more girls, but I think. But in the beginning. Yeah, that's um. It was also more girls born in, way before me, but I think I was the only one too that was around. Like a lot of them is in Baltimore. They like scattered out. I was the only one that was really in New York City. So we're in New York City, five, six, seven, and uh, so where do we go after that? New Jersey. Do we go back to New York? So I was in New Jersey from first grade to third grade. Third grade. Mm-hmm. Make any friends there? That's the longest, probably two years is a long time for you staying in one spot. I actually did make a very close friend in third grade. Her name is Nia. Nia mm-hmm. is her name. I made a really close friend. So um, during this time, like I said, my parents was in their high point. So we were in a very high class neighborhood. Um, at this point, I think my mom was a millionaire by 25, Ooh. 23, something like that. So very high class neighborhood. Um, so Nia was actually uh, her mom and um, what is Diddy's um, the the mother of his children name that passed away? Kim Porter. Yes. So my best friend Nia and her mom Kim was best friends. Okay. So this, so this was, is a rich private school. Yeah, so this is when, like, the twins, his um, Diddy twins was first, first born. So I was kind of in that environment as well, and, like, around third grade. Did you understand that you were rich? No. No, because it's kind of like the neighborhood I grew up around, so. But there probably wasn't many as black people around there in New Jersey, right? No, it wasn't many of us blacks, especially in that neighborhood. No, it wasn't (laughs) many of us. It wasn't many of us, but I think at the time I was so young to even think black and white. I mean, I knew our skin color was different, but nobody necessarily ever treated me differently because that's good. I was a different color. I mean, I remember getting asked questions about my hair or stuff like that, but I was too young to even understand what what, why they're asking questions. Yeah, like okay, you don't know because your hair is not like this. So, mom's a millionaire. Dad's there too, right? Mm-hmm. So they're both balling. Yeah. And this when brother comes back and forth, mm-hmm. he enjoys hanging and stuff like that. Yeah. Kim Porter, yeah. Shout out to Kim Porter. Yeah. 
So what's the, what the how big is a house in Jersey? Because that's where all the big houses are, right? Yeah, but we stayed in, um, I think those are considered condos, if that makes sense. But very big. We had an elevator and everything inside Come the on. house. Yeah. It was actually, if every if anybody ever watched the, um, what is it called? Not Pimp My Arrival when people come knock on the door and welcome to my MTV Cribs. Oh, welcome to my. If you watch MTV Cribs and you saw Joel Santana's, yes, I live next door to him. So my house oh. is very, very similar to his. Oh, so you were just running... It's like black, little black Hollywood a little bit inside your neighborhood. Yeah. So you grew up with probably people, kids, celebrities, kids. Not that I can re- You probably didn't remember. But. Yeah, but it might have been. Or at least whoever was around me came from some type of family with, with some type of money, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. Especially in third grade, we went to pri- private school. You're in a private school since third grade? Yeah. What does your room look like? What's the difference when you go to New Jersey? Um, during that time. During that time. What's the room like? What's I remember room? tons of toys. So I was into fashion very, very early on. So tons of toys. Room, closet full of clothes. All type of designer stuff. Big bed. And just an average little kid. You know, your dollhouse, your kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> that whole nine yards. It's always funny when kids grow up rich, they don't realize it. No, like... This is just my massive room. Yeah, this is just... What about, did your cousins even come by? Did you have anybody that didn't live with you guys come by and just like, you never hear them go, golly, woo. No, because then my godmother, like, uh, so my godfather is Jab Zuda. So everybody know about Zab. Oh, fighter Zab Judah. Yeah. Yes. So I was living with him. So his daughter also came from that environment mm-hmm. too. So it was kind of... Well, whatever. Like, nobody was thinking in that content. Got it. If that makes sense. So we're in there from third grade to, so when do we leave Jersey? I left Jersey after third grade, going into fourth grade. What was that conversation like? Do you remember it? So I remember my mom being gone a lot by third grade. And at this time, she had just recently got incarcerated. Mm. Um, And I didn't. I knew from the, because when she called, you know, it was like a collect call from blah, 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 Bergen County Jail, whatever the case may be. So I knew something up, but I didn't know exactly what was, like, I'm too young, too. So I knew I haven't saw her in a minute, but then again, like I said, my mom was on the run. So not on the run. Let me not not say it like that, okay? Because that sounds weird. She was not running from the cops. That's not what I mean. (laughs) I mean that she was moving around a lot. So she'll have nannies, babysitters, you know what I mean? So right. I was not used to seeing her on a constant basis. I would see her, you know, whenever I see her, but I wasn't used to seeing her on a constant basis. So I knew this time she was going a little too long. Like, all right, right. I really see her. So when I heard the collect call, I knew it was going on, still couldn't understand. Um, and by the time third grade happened, I believe this is when Zab went through his divorce with his wife. Right. So that was starting to be a separation. Um, and, and now that my dad, my dad is in Brooklyn at this time, found mm-hmm. out that my mom was incarcerated. Basically, he's like, well, he wants to be back kind of like in, in the city. Like he doesn't want somebody, a whole another person. My mom's not around raising his child. Let's back that up. So yeah. was dad and mom separated before they got incarcerated? Yes. Do you remember the separation? Do you remember just like, cause they were in the house together. You said your third grade said so both of you guys are living in New Jersey. And he just, well, not third grade. They got separated around like first grade. Hmm. So they've been separated for a while, but it's not third grade. But you understand, like, oh, dad lives over here. I live over here. Yeah, like, dad lives in Brooklyn and mom lives in Jersey. And that's just how I thought about it. 
Got it. I was too young to even put. He lives in Brooklyn. She lives in Jersey. So when she gets incarcerated, the nannies are taking care of you, and dad's like, all right. Who explains it to you? Does someone understand? Do you understand, like, in third grade? Because that's when you're, like, 10. No, I, I knew she was incarcerated, right? But I didn't know why. I didn't know what was going on, what, like, okay, whatever, you know? Right. I'm in third grade, like, okay. She came home on my house arrest in fourth, in fourth grade. So now, on house arrest, she's with my grandparents in Queens, the same location where my brother is. Okay. So now I get there, too. So now it's me, my brother, her, and my grandparents all living in one household. You leave dad's house? No, not dad's house. I leave my godfather in them house in third grade. Zap? Yes. Okay. And now I'm going to Queens with my mom, who is now on house, on house arrest. arrest. Correct. Now you're like 10. Yeah. And now you're even a little younger than that, I well, think. Not. But now you understand, yeah. you understand, and your brother can explain things to you, right? And he told me, like, oh, you know, mommy is locked up or whatever, but. That blatantly or he? Yeah, like he told me that blatantly. But still, it's like, it just was all a blur. Like, okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like most kids might like cry. I don't know. It was, I guess because I wasn't with her every day, which probably is like a good thing and a bad thing because it prepared us for that. You know, okay. most people that might be really, really attached to their parents and like with them every day, like your mom not being with you for one day is like a detrimental. But for me, it was kind of like. Okay. Like, <laughs> I didn't really know what was going on. Like, okay. Okay. All right. But for what? And her case was so complicated that I honestly did not understand it until, like, she was released. Wow. Yeah, her case is very complicated. I, I, I did not understand. But did people in the block know? Did people on the block, like, knew what your mom was doing? Um, I don't or know. she was so high up that a lot of people just couldn't understand. I mean, my mom is definitely, definitely well known, but like I, I, I well was known in New Jersey or well known in New York. In New York, like celebrity wise, she's well known. But I mean, like, so since you're her daughter, do everybody? Do you ever just sign people just watching you and you don't know? Now, no. Now I can tell you that I do remember the FBI was watching me at one point, but how'd you know the FBI was watching? Um, it would like be people outside in black cars just staring, like while I play recess. But one time my mom picked me up early and they were just out there just staring and I'm like and I asked her, like, why is those people looking at us? Like mm. why are they why are they like look like why are they looking at me? Like why are you at school just watching me like this weird? Um and then I later on came to find out who they were. They must have been bad at their job if a child could know that they're f- at the FBI. <laughs> Yeah, because it's weird. Like, you just have a black car just looking at you. But I think they wanted it to be known. Like, it wasn't It wasn't supposed to be a secret, if that makes sense. They want to let you know that they're there. Mm-hmm. So we're at Grandma's house with yeah. your brother yeah. and your mom. Yeah. What are those times like? It's probably fun, right? Because now you're finally with your brother. Yeah, but then it's also I'm becoming into my personality. Now this is a major jump. So I am now went from... In third grade, like I said, third grade was like the time I was around Diddy people. So a high-end private school neighborhood to straight-up Queens, New York. So what was your personality when you were with Diddy's people? A snob. (laughs) 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 I told you, like I said, I was spoiled. So I was a big snob. Like, honestly, a snob. I did not care about school at all. I was close to getting left back. I honestly don't even know how I never got left back. Because maybe she paid off the teachers. 
I don't think it was as I'm much as to pay the, I'm just paid off the teachers, but she did put me through Sylvan and stuff. But I would necessarily not say she wasn't necessarily like, I guess some parents might sit down, do homework with you, make sure you know your ABCs. Like she wasn't, she would pay to make sure Someone I did. got the help that I needed. But she wasn't necessarily like a, a, a day-to-day kind of parent, if that makes sense. Was she more of a, was she more of a hugging type of parent? Yeah, I would say back then my mom was pretty affectionate. But then again, like I said, I wasn't really with my mom like that. So I was with her, but then I wasn't with her, if that makes sense. But when you did work with her, you guys were both affectionate and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I, I was very close to my mom young. Your family's an affectionate family. No, I wouldn't say my family's an affectionate family. My mom was an affectionate person. She's a cancer. Brother's not affectionate either? Um, I think we just both didn't raise in a household that's like physically affectionate. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Did y'all say y'all love yous a lot? No, not really. But y'all understood him. Yeah. Yeah. So you get into Queens. So what's this bouginess attitude as you get back to Queens? So what is that like? Like, why? Where's our elevator at? <laughs> kind of. Um, and more so, like I like I said, I was heavy into fashion. So when growing up, I used to get what I want. Like, kind of, I had every shoe, every color. Like, it didn't matter. So now everything changed now because my mom basically got everything taken away from her. So mm-hmm. now we're different. I'm not in a private school. Like I said, I'm in the middle of Queens, okay? Like I went from high end to middle of Queens. So everything was different. I think I got into the most fights in fourth grade coming in thinking I knew how to fight and didn't know how to fight nothing. <laughs> and I had a bad mouth. And <laughs> yeah, I got into, I remember getting into, I got into, like I think fourth grade is the most amount of time I got into the most amount of fights. How did you know you didn't know how to fight? Because I fought and didn't realize, all right, this ain't so going. So you lose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> this ain't going as planned. But what do they tell you when you're getting in fights? What is it? The grandma pick you up, and everyone's like, "All right, Diamond, you gotta relax." Not like nobody was really on me like that. Like it was kind of like, "All right, what is the reason for her getting into it?" Well, maybe they shouldn't have bothered. Like nobody was on me like. But were you causing the fights? I can't. Like I remember just coming in and just being the new girl. Not really getting bullied, but kind of getting, like, people would say something smart to me. And if I say something, like, I remember one time this girl said something back to me, and I said, your mama. And we just fought. Y'all started tussling. Yeah, like, it was just something as simple as that. But then also, too, me coming in thinking I'm that it girl and just having that it attitude and just being, getting humbleized real quick. Well, who's the first friend that you met in that setting? And you get in Queens. Um, Is it a neighborhood friend? Because... No, this like is New York still, is more still, still neighborhood. This is still school based because remember I changed neighborhoods so many times, so I didn't have time to be outside. Oh, that's right. So making friends in the neighborhood. So these are all school friends. So all of his schools, and I don't even know if I can even really even call any of them a friend that I met in there. Were you ever? Did you ever feel so spoiled that you weren't alone because you had a lot of gifts, or did you ever feel like alone a little bit? Because mostly, if as you're bouncing around, like by myself. New person, yeah, like you're so you have a lot of family around you, but you're really by yourself socially because most of the time you're always moving around. I think I felt more alone later on in life, mm-hmm. and here I couldn't really understand that I was alone. If that makes sense. You didn't wonder when you were fighting, nobody had your back when you were at the school. No, because I didn't think at that time it needed to like, be like that. Because I I was used to not carrying friends because I moved so much. There we go. So, like, whatever friend I gained is, like, you were gone in a split second because I was gone myself. And at that time, it was no thing as social media, MySpace, yet. That didn't happen until I got to, like, third grade, third, fourth grade, something like that. So, it was like, once you're gone, you're gone. But this is fifth grade, though. This is fourth grade now. Fourth grade's in Queens. 
in Queens. So we're scrapping everything else. Any teachers talk to you like, hey, what's going on or no? No, and actually I did not like my teacher. But she was an eye-opener for me. Just because I felt like she treated me a kind of way, if that makes sense. Like she said things that probably needed to be said but didn't say it in the right way. And I don't think she really cared for me anyway. But she did open my eye because um, one time I was put, she used to divide us up by table. So you know how it's level four, three, two, one, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. So at one time, point, I was at the level four table, right? So I was excited. Wow, I'm at the level four table with the smart kids. And then I went to one. I went literally from four to one, right? And I didn't even want to be at the four because I felt like all the popular kids was at the three. So I wanted to be at three. But I'm like, all right, cool, I'm at four. Like, I'm above y'all, I'm at four. And then I went to one. And one is like with all the La La boys. And she used to call that table the La La Land table. That's so after. Yeah, she used to call it the La La Land table. And when she moved me, she made it like her duty to expose it in front of everybody. Like it wasn't like, oh, damn, you're at this table today. She embarrassed you. Yeah, like she moved me in front of everybody. So like I went from four to one. Quick, real quick. It wasn't four, three, two, one. Four to one. Quick. And I just remember that embarrassment of like, wow, like this this is the first time I realized I had the potential to be a four, but I needed to personally fix things in order to stay there because I was too much thinking of school as a socialization. I was behind. That's why I said I don't even know how I passed. Mm -hmm. I was behind. I was definitely behind. I physically realized that once I got older. So she publicly shamed you pretty much. Yeah. But in a sense, you said that it kind of, she opened your eyes of saying that you are have potential of this. Yeah. But this is where you technically are. Right. Now, she didn't say it to me like that, but I realized that in my head. Yeah. She just embarrassed you. Yeah. Straight up. And that was, she did it on multiple occasions. She embarrassed me. How did you react to that embarrassment? Did you talk back or did you just ignore it? Because you said you had a slick mouth at the time. I did have a slick mouth, but I don't know if I remember me talking. I don't necessarily, I don't remember me talking. I don't remember the moment of like what we said back and forth to each other. I just remember going to the La La Land table, looking at these boys. It was mostly boys at the La La Land table. <laughs> yeah, that's what she called it, the La La Land table. And I just remember looking at them and like, all right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's so effed up on so many levels. Mm-hmm. So we at La La Land. <laughs> Do you meet friends though? Do you start you start making friends with the ones and the twos and the threes? Or this is when you start actually. I was just so caught up then on being popular, because I felt like my money is what got me popular before. But how do you become popular if you don't have any friends? I I felt like I had to get in with the girls who I thought was popular. Okay. So um, it's me forcing friendships on girls who wasn't really my friends. Give me an example, like forcing your friendship, like what? Like just trying to be friends with them, match their fly. Felt like at this time, me and my brother wore like the same shoe size. So Jordans was in. Like this is when Jordans was like crazy. So me and him would opt out on Jordans, like feeling like I needed to wear a certain style. Just also, like I said, I was heavy into fashion. So me thinking I'm looking like something, but I'm really looking jacked up and just trying to just fit in. Do you fit in eventually? Do you? When's that time that you just finally meet that friend? When's that time where you're just like, all right, this is done? No, I never met that friend in fourth grade. Never. Mm-mm, not in fourth grade. No. What does dad do at the time when you're visiting dad? So at this point, and towards, so I'm with mom, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, towards the end of fourth grade, right before fourth grade end, like maybe 
two or three months before my mom got sentenced. So my mom got sentenced to two and a half. I mean, not two and a half, 12 and a half years. 12 years? Yeah. Jesus. She Christ. got sentenced to 12 years. So now. Were you there at the court case? Or this no? is like, yes, I was. Oh, wow. I, I was there. I was there. Me and my brother was there. Um, Like to the whole, the whole thing of the court case as far as like guilty, 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 guilty. Yeah. Oh, so wow. Yeah. Yeah. We experienced the last day of the verdict. So you guys only went to the last day. Mm-hmm. What's that like? Walk us through that. Um, because this is when you're like ten, eleven. No, I'm still like nine. Nine when you saw this? Yeah, I'm like nine. When my mom left, I was like nine. Well, she was taken, um, not left. Well, this is yeah, the government took yeah, her on yeah, vacation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was like nine. Uh, I remember the like I said, the case is very complicated. This is not like she just murdered somebody and now I'm going like it was. It was complicated. She she went to jail for for what was it? A twelve million dollar bank fraud scheme. So it was, it was, it was white collar crime. Yeah, it was way too complicated for my nine year old self. Like I said, I didn't even understand it until she got out. That's years later. Um, so I remember being in there, but I remember like laying on my grandfather lap to go to sleep because it was just too long. Like, this is just mm-hmm. a, a lot going on. And I just remember at the end, when they say the verdict and they get up, I just remember the guilty, 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 guilty. And I think my brother knew what those words meant, so he just broke down. Like, he mm. automatically broke down. And then it's like, all right, well, he's crying. Well, all right, this is a sad moment. Let's all cry. Like, I'm one of those people that even today, I cry. Like, even if I see somebody else cry, I just, no, no, no. I feel the emotion. Um, so I remember that moment. And then from there, Mother's Day yeah, it was exactly on Mother's Day. Me and my grandmother got into a huge argument. I forgot what it was about. It was about like stockings or something. She wanted me to put on stockings and I didn't want to put on stockings. And that's the day my mom, my mom also got sentenced. So my mom told my dad, he has to come pick me up because I need to move to Brooklyn. Like I can't stay in Queens. Because she thought you and grandma are going to go at it or? Yeah. And um, yeah, she just thought it just wasn't a good environment for me and my grandmother arguing back and forth um a couple a year or so back before that my grandma went through breast cancer and stuff like that so she just felt like all right kai you need to be with your dad and diamond you need to be with your dad got it um especially because i'm leaving so that's now the 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 primary parent now so i remember exactly on mother's day my dad um uh sent my my stepmom and my uncle to come pick me up all my stuff is in garbage bags and now i'm off to brooklyn any feelings? Nothing? Are you just like, oh, I'm gone again? Yeah, it was kind of like, I'm used to it now. Yeah, like, All oh, right. Here we go. Here we go. Back again. And I was very close to my grandmother ever since I was young. My grandmother my, on my dad's side, um, very, very close. So I didn't kind of care. Like, okay, like. I'm good. Yeah, like, we're off again. Yeah, like how you said, we're off again. And during this time, could you ask what my dad role was? Now, because I was going to school in Queens, my dad used to drive every morning. From to Brooklyn tr- to Queens? To drop me off at school and pick That's me wild. up every day. What are those car rides like? Um, me Music and my dad lesson. was really close. Like I, at one point, like I was a heavy uh, daddy's girl, so we'll talk. Um, I remember Burger King used to be on our way back, so I used to make him stop to get me Burger King, like little stuff like that. And you were his oldest. Mm-hmm. And you were his older. You were his only child. Yeah, for a while. So you were probably super spoiled by him as well. You're the only girl, only yeah. child. Like a good 10 to 8. A couple years. Because my brother is about to be 16. So he wasn't born until 2005. So you had a good majority of time of all the love that's catered to yourself. Yeah. (laughs) 
So what's it like going to your dad's house? What's it like adjusting there? So now I'm at grandma's. Grandma oh, don't grandma. play. So my dad and grandma's at the same house. Okay. So just to kind of explain it, my grandmother owns a whole brownstone in in um, Brooklyn. So explain what a brownstone is. Cause <laughs> most of the people from the south. Yeah. Okay. So a brownstone. Think of it as an apartment building that has three stories, basically. A house. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a house. A house that has three stories. So my grandmother's at the bottom floor. At the time, she had tenants at the top floor, and the middle floor was my uncle. Um, and my dad was with us at the bottom floor. So we was all, we're all in the same house. Mm. So grandma and dad. Grandma don't play. So now I'm actually, this is the first time I'm getting structure. Play as in like she'll pop them legs and stuff? Yeah. Well, she didn't necessarily, she wasn't too much of a hitter, but her tone made you snap up automatically. Like she just don't play. Like grandma don't play. So a lot of my stuff I get from my grandmother, like even um, even being in a spiritual mindset is from my grandmother. My grandmother took me to church, everything. Everything is with my grandmother. So this is the first time structure happens? Yes. So what happens when you and dad argue? Does grandma come over there? Uh-uh. Me and dad wasn't really arguing. Like I wasn't bad at this time yet. Uh, so me and dad wasn't arguing. It was more so, like I said, my parents was young. So I've always been close to my grandmother because it's always been like, well, if my dad has something to do, my grandma's watching me. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was more so like he just let my grandma take lead, if that makes sense. So now my grandma's like my mom. So even to this day, I don't even call her grandma. That's very weird. Mm-hmm. I either call her mommy or ma. Got it. Yeah. So grandma's taking care of you guys. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in fifth grade. Fifth grade. Now I'm going to fifth grade. So she got grandma got me into a school. Oh, in Brooklyn. Yeah. So now I'm in Brooklyn. I'm in Brooklyn, Bedside, Brooklyn. Grandma got me into school. Um, I'm in school. She's coming to parent-teacher conferences. Oh, so she's really not playing. No. Grandma played no games. And she's older, so she can't help me with my work, you know? Right. But also, like I said, because I experienced that thing from La La Land to fourth grade. In fifth grade, I made it up in my mind, I'm going to do what I have to do. Mm-hmm. So I did every homework. Like, my teacher used to have this chart. That she used to put up and she used to give you stick a star next to your name for every homework that you completed. So I wanted every star. So now I'm getting into like doing homework, like actually my grades heavily improvement because I'm putting in the work. What does she say? She giving you prizes saying congratulations or is that what her expectation was? Actually, that did not come until middle school. So in fifth grade, that wasn't there yet. She just go to the parent-teacher conferences and say, what's going on? Yeah, because if she go to parent-teacher conference and they tell her I'm not doing my homework, blah, 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 she's going to get on me. Mm. So she's, like I said, it was structure, heavy structure. She's Southern, right? Yes, she's from Alabama. Oh, yeah, so they don't play about school. They don't play about school at all. No. What's grand, what Grandpa like? Chill. Grandpa real chill, laid back. Like, Grandpa's more like one of those Southern financial providers yeah real chill real chill grandpa's very chill what's going on hey yeah very chill grandma is the one who's on it grandpa real chill laid back but still what did you say you went from rich to middle class because they got in a brownstone in brooklyn that's not bad they're doing pretty good yeah i would never say i was even in even my mom's parents um my grandfather was in the army then he went to be um work with uh like the train transportation system my grandmother was a school teacher and now coming into brooklyn on my dad's side my uh my grandfather was a truck driver and my grandmother used to work in the kitchens of the school so this blue white collar crime is not too far away because everybody was blue collar people mm-hmm. so it's not a big stretch yeah of doing that because you guys' network is of people who got money 
Yeah. So I would definitely say it was definitely like from high class to middle class. Like I was definitely never like went hungry or, you know, nothing like that. So when does when does grandma start telling you no? When does she start letting let's break all this bougie out? Over time. I used to have tantrums and everything, like, and she'll just let me be. Like, she wouldn't entertain it. <laughs> so just over time, I just broke through, and I just think just no longer being in that bougie environment, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was just a difference. Is this where we're starting to make long-lasting friendships as you're in a strip? stable structure in Brooklyn so the only reason I moved in fifth grade was because you're in middle school I mean you're going to middle school now so you're finishing elementary school in middle school so now that I'm in middle school yes structure structure now I'm making my closest friends to this day is from middle school what middle school was that I went to 113 Ronald Edmonds Learning Center that's in Brooklyn yep Brooklyn in um, Clinton Hills Fort Greene area first person you meet is who the first per- okay so this is now I got friends at the block so I met this girl named Lamel. Mm-hmm. and her grandmother lived on my block, and she was also going to my school. So as soon as I went to middle school the first day, I met up with Lamel. Lamel knew this girl named Rosalie, so me and Rosalie became best friends. And from there, like, I met Kayla, then Nisha. Then so this like, is all from the block? Yeah, well, Lamel was from the block, then because Lamel went to the same school as well, me. how'd y'all meet on the block? Grandparents were saying, hey. No, I think we met because my stepmother also lived on the block. Her family lived on the block, and she had a niece. Because her niece always been on the block. She knew Lamel. So I think that's how that whole three connection happened, if I'm not mistaken. So now you got structure. Now you got what you wanted. You got friends. You got the popularity. Um, Or no? I guess, kind of. Yeah, a lot happened in fifth grade. So I guess you could say popularity. Or you found a, an environment where you're accepted. <laughs> you're not a lone wolf anymore. You got to finally a crew of people who generally care for you. Yeah, I guess I was now more so in an environment that was structured, steady. Um, and now my mindset is changing. I'm like 10 now, you know, 10, 11. Now my whole mindset is changing. So what about your friend? What's the first one you met? Lamel. What's the first one? What's the thing about Lamel that stood out to you? To this day, since y'all been lifelong, long-lasting friends. Um, well, me and Lamel uh, is not really in communication anymore, but... Oh, never mind. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember. I don't know. She was just cool. Like, she was just a cool girl. That's what I remember her. And you're not getting any more fights anymore? No. No fights at all? Mm-mm. And that was, I guess school comes too easy when you have a structured environment and everything changes. I got into arguments in middle school. My mouth, my mouth was, my mouth stayed crazy. But, so in middle school, I think my mouth was just so crazy that but where do you get it from that's my thing where does your mouth get so crazy oh my grandmother on my mom's side mouth is ridiculous (laughs) so you adapt it from them yeah so she'll say all types of stuff what's the wildest thing you said there but i was like whoa (laughs) i don't know my grandma says this thing (laughs) it sounds crazy are you allowed to curse on here yeah this is okay she says this thing where like i don't care what he he could eat a toothpick. He could, wait, he could eat my ass with a toothpick or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> she said something like that. Like, I don't care. You could eat my ass with a toothpick. So, like, stuff like that I would get from her. Like, you I don't care. That. You, you can eat out my ass with a toothpick for all I care. Like, stuff like that. Like, her mouth is crazy. <laughs> you just be repeating that at yeah. school. <laughs> like, I just used to have, I think I got used to putting on this persona of, like, yeah, like, don't mess with me kind of thing that. Not saying that girls didn't try me. I just never got to a point where we had to fight. Anymore. Yeah. Like, it was just, it was be arguments and little catty stuff, but I never had to, like, fight. 
So middle school, we get inside middle school. Do you go to middle school dances? Are they like strict? So I went to a performing arts middle school. So I was a theater major. Oh, so like an actress. Mm -hmm. So what type of, what is it like going into a performing arts school? It was fun actually because everybody was in different like some people was in dance some people was in art um some people was in drawing we had fad and i forgot what ACAT was but people was like in different structures so your grandma wanted you to go to performing art school well my cousin used to go to that school so it was just more so like uh, if you're from new york city is like looking for whatever the best school for your child to go to so at that time that school was very very good so good it was for academics like, or just good for both so I, I didn't want to be a performer. It was like it was a good school okay. in general. So what was the elective that you had to do then since you had to perform in our school? Oh, it was fun. It was definitely, definitely Oh, fun. which one? Like what were you, your, like when you go to perform in our school, like what were you going to there for? Oh, drama. Drama. Mm -hmm. So you remember lines, ev acting, everything else? Mm -hmm. Did you get any casted in any place? Well, I did audition one time for Spike Lee. My um, the real Spike Lee? Yeah. Ooh, what movie? What show? Um, I can't remember. Um, it's 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 out though. Devil Wears Prada. No, I forgot what what movie it was, but I did audition. But then I kind of was playing. Like I also was in. I want to say, so this is when the academic stuff came in. So now middle school, I'm getting like a 98 average, off the board. Um, coming in really really smart. My drama teacher saw my potential too, so he'll let me do certain things as far as like like auditioning for Spike Lee too. But I didn't necessarily like I wasn't necessarily wanted to be an actor. Like it was kind of like I was just in drama. If that makes sense. Got it. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder about like a performing arts school, mm -hmm. or people just go and people just going just to be going. Yeah. They only want to be performers. Like look, this yeah, is yeah. I never thought about being like a even to this day. Like I never thought about being an actor. It's kind of like a whatever. Anybody from your school make it? Um, there was a couple people that was in Spike Lee movies, but like, uh, and actually this guy was actually on, is it Making the Band? I don't know, some show he's on. I, I have his face in my head, but I don't know his name. Can you sing? No. Oh, dance? Um, I used to be heavily into dance when I was younger. So I could like do a little modern jazz. Yeah. But because that got really inconsistent too, so. What about your grandma being an Alabama woman? Is she strict? Like strict and you can't go to dances or she let you go to parties and stuff like that? No, she'll let you go to parties. But when it came to high school, she was really strict on like what time I need to be back in kind of thing. So we graduate middle school? Yeah, middle school was fun. High school? Yeah, now we're in high school. Is that a performing arts school too? No, it's a fashion school. So I went to the high school of fashion industry. So that's what you really want? I've always been into fashion, yeah. So I went to the high school of fashion industries, but it's split up into three majors as well. So you have fashion design, where you can actually sell art or business. So I went to the business side. But can you sell though? No, I don't know how to sell. Like I can sell like a basic, like fill in the hole, but not make a whole garment, no. So you learned the business of fashion. Mm -hmm. And what's it like high school friend? Do your high school, middle school friends come to high school with you? Yep. So oh, so it's I like a came, tour. Yeah, I came to middle school. I came to high school with... It was Anisha, Zebra, Shanice, Kiana. So it was five of us in total that came from my middle school to the high school. And Nisha and Deborah was already my best friends. That's probably a comfortability knowing you know people already. Yes, it was very comfortable. Very comfortable. Mm -hmm. Was your grandma strict about boys at that age as you guys go through puberty and stuff like that? Was she strict like, uh-uh? Well, I was in high school at a fashion high school. So there wasn't, it's either a boy oh, wow. was or was left. Or he was 
too known in the school for you to be even be on them. Like I didn't go to no high school where you're like, oh yeah, I went him. No, it was mostly girls on there. How did y'all go to prom then? How did prom work out? People would bring like outside boys. So you would have to meet someone from the block then. Mm-hmm. So you pretty much went to an all girls school. Kind of. Yep. Pretty much. Fashion. I didn't even think about it like that. Yeah. No, no, no real guy is coming in fashion. No. What year is this? 2006? No. 2006? No. I didn't graduate um, middle school till 2012. So you had a phone? Yeah. First phone what? Uh, Blackberry. Oh. I wonder because we came, we had little Nokia, little small phones and little flip razors and stuff like that. By this time, social media is the thing. Okay. So I'm curious about that. Because you're technically Generation Z, right? You're born mm-hmm. after 96, Generation Z. So how has social media influenced you? Um, It was just more like a picture kind of thing, taking thing. And I was in fashion. I was heavily into makeup. At one point, I thought I was going to be a makeup artist. So, Which social media was big at the time? Instagram and Facebook. Dang. Mm-hmm. So... Because everything's different. Because back when I went to school, when you broke up with a chick, you would write her a letter and everybody would look and see her reaction. That's how you know. But with social media, you could look at a status and be like, oh, did you see what happened in third period? What's that like? But because we went to a fashion high school, we didn't really have boy problems. Honestly, I didn't even start meeting boys or getting out there until I turned 16. Once I started going to Sweet 16s and going outside. Once I started going outside and going to parties and stuff, that's actually when I met guys. Other than that, like, kind of me and my friends are, like, late boomers in comparison to everybody else. Dang, I'm going to have to send my daughter to a, what type of school is <laughs> A fashion school. Yeah, she we were late boomers. School. So I wasn't even, what most, like, if I probably went to high school in Brooklyn, I probably would have definitely been more faster than I am now. But because, I, you got to think about it, yeah, because you're, you know, but. You think your grandma did that on purpose? Well, the thing about my people, what I one thing I guess it could be a blessing and a curse. They let me do what I want as far as like nobody's on me of you have to go here. Got it. It's more so this is your options and where you want to go. Even when it came to college, like you know, I was the most parents like, no, you can't you can't go this far. It was more like, All right, where you wanna go and you pick. We trust your question. As you're going through high school, do you visit your mom or do you write her letters are you and your mom doing letters to each other so they had the emailing so you can email but my family my mom was in connecticut for a a very long part of her sentence so we would travel there all the time on sundays she was more in federal prison yeah this is a whole federal case oh so she has more so they have more leeway everything else more luxury she can email in prison yes skype and all (laughs) come on yeah that's a good thing though yeah, and then she moved from, like, the maximum security prison to the camp. So it was real leeway. So would would you say that it was hard with her being gone? I would say that with us not being with her younger, we didn't have as much of an attachment to her. Like, you'll see some kids, like, bawling, crying, leaving out there. I remember brother be looking at them like... Uh, it's a time to go because I'm all about the clothes kind of thing. Like, seriously, though, because. But what's it like with your friends? Does it does everyone on your block knows what's happening? So to you? I kept it. I wouldn't say it was a secret. I didn't talk about it. So none of my friends knew actually until my mom was released. Why did you not talk about it? It was a thing. I because think people have to ask questions like, where's your mom? at?" No, no one asked no questions like that. It's crazy. No. People didn't really ask me where my mom was. I think my friends didn't even start asking where my mom was until um, 
they started knowing what was going on because my brother was very public with it. I just wasn't. So they didn't even start asking questions. But I think because you saw my grandmother, you saw my dad. And I wasn't a troubled kid. Like, I, I feel like most people want to figure out your life story when you're bad. Right. I was good. I was getting 97, 98 averages. So people wasn't asking questions. But then again, some people are raised by their grandparents, so nobody says anything. Exactly. So when you see gra- so, oh, And my grandmother, she showed up. She said, if you don't come to parent-teacher conference, they think you don't, they don't care about, we don't care about you. So every parent-teacher conference, she showed up. Everybody knew my grandma. The whole school knew my grandma. All my teachers knew my grandma. So nobody bothered the axe. Your brother's in Queens, right? Mm-hmm. And how would people know in Brooklyn what's happened if your brother, you said your brother was public, but he's public in Queens. Oh, because social media is big. Exactly. Instagram. Oh, freak, I keep forgetting this. So now at this time, my brother's also getting into his rap career. So obviously also all my... All my friends is gonna know my brother's social media, so he will post it, like you know things. I just choose, and I tell my friends this too. Like it wasn't necessarily that I didn't trust them, or honestly, it didn't have anything to do with them. It was, I just felt like it was something I was going their through, business. And, I, and I could see that too. But it was something I was going through from the time that I was in fifth grade. So for me to deal with it, it's like I put it in the back of my mind. Right. That was my way of getting through life, kind of. Like, I knew she was incarcerated, but honestly, it wasn't something that popped up every day in my head. I felt like I had to put it in the back of my mind and keep pushing forward. Did you and your brother ever have those conversations? Like, yo, why you put moms out? Or are you just like, oh, you like I kind of was, I didn't care. Like, I didn't care if people knew. I just, it wasn't like, like, my friends was like, why you didn't tell us? Because honestly, when I'm with y'all, it's not even a thing that's popping up in my head. Like, it's not like you a. found a way to cope with it. Yeah, like that. My coping mechanism was n- becoming, like, I became numb to it. That's what I tell everybody. I became numb to what I was going through. Do you think your brother was closer to his, your mom than him, than you? I wouldn't necessarily say that. I would think my brother was always a, a, a mama's, mama's boy. boy. So he always wanted to be really, really close to my mom. Mm. And so for him, he, I, honestly, he put a lot of that stuff out through his music. You know, it wasn't like he was just out here too broadcasting. This is what it is. But I think he told a couple a couple of his friends, but it was more so he just um, put it in his music. When's the first time you listened to your brother's song? Was that first time where you always were growing up like, yeah. oh, this is my song, this is my brother. Yeah, like da, he'll da, 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 always da. play me music. Like, like that's my, you know, right. my son. <laughs> <laughs> that's my son. Like, she got a kid? Yeah, that's my kid. So as you, what I'm saying, like, do you understand, like, I think sometimes when you grow up with somebody or when you have a family member, even though you know him, you really don't know him. So have you ever listened to a song like, oh, I didn't know he's feeling like that? Nah, we was close. Close. So when you heard the music, it wasn't shocking? No. No, me and my brother was close. Me and my brother talk about whatever. Like, we was close. So he was the one that you could talk like, hey, I miss mom right now. He would talk to you about that instead of. Honestly, that wasn't even really a talk. Like, I think maybe numbing was both of our mechanisms. Like, I don't know. Like, when you're. But that's what I'm saying. You said y'all talked about everything, right? But when it came to mom, he never wrote a music. Like, I'm out here crying and sad. Like, Not saying crying, but just like when he raps, you're just like, oh, wow. Yeah. This is like, how he's feeling right now. Yeah, that's it. So. Social media is happening. Is it weird because people are your friends starting to like your brother? You ever had one of those situations? Yeah, I one of the situations where I found out my friend talked to my brother and I was what like, was that like, I didn't know at first. I didn't know until after they stopped talking. And I was like, yeah, you need to tell me that next time because if he do anything to you, oh, well, too bad. I don't hear about it. <laughs> I'm coming to visit you. Is your brother here? 
I never had one of those. I didn't even know that they was even talking, but I kind of didn't want him to deal with any of my friends because. What about his friends? His friends never shot their shot at you. No. He didn't play them. No, and two like, I looked at them as my brother too, so they never like tried anything. So high school, we're in high school, fashion high school, social media. I'm curious, like, what social media has with you guys, because social media was more for me in college. So in high school, it was just that's like, how you outwardly express your flyness, right? As doing yeah. fashion, and everything. Yeah, else. like it was like a way to broadcast who you are, kind of, and you get to see other people. Facebook was lit for like events. Yeah. People will always post their party events on Facebook, invite their Facebook friends, like. It was a real, like, a social thing. Like, it wasn't as how it is right now. Like, where you looking at other girls and then just everybody getting their bodies up. Like, it wasn't like that. <laughs> what? What? Yeah, it wasn't like that. Because, you know, I feel like now people look at social media and you look at these certain females and... Because they're not- older people. I think it's because it's they let 40-year-olds get on social media. Maybe. Like, I remember Facebook when your aunties and cousins and stuff went up there. Now it's just like... I think it was like my sister made a status like, do you need to, uh, she, about being depressed? Do we need to bond the devil up? Do we need to? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, like, I just feel like nowadays on social media. It's like news now. Yes, it's very much like news. And two is like everybody looked the same. Everybody got their body done. Everybody this. And sometimes this is what these people are idolizing. Like you look at, you compare yourself to another girl who may have got their body done. I think a lot of people are like, oh, no, I want to look like that. I want to be like that. And, and growing up in high school, it wasn't like that. Like everybody with their soul. What type of music were you listening to in high school? I'm a big rap. Well, not rap, R&B kind of girl. Like I like stuff. I grew up. Like I said, being around people where I guess my people was going through some stuff. So like the Keisha Cole. Really? Yeah, I know like Keisha Cole from the back of my hand because my aunt used to like replay that album over and over. (laughs) Trey Songz, was he big? He was big in your high school, right? Mm -hmm. Chris Breezy or no? Yep. Who else? Ariana. No B2K. That was too early. That was too early. But we knew about B2K, but that was too early. Like it wasn't like lit during my time. But like you were there. So you... You were there. You remember when Chris Brown became a man. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. That's crazy how music influences you. Were you a big Kanye West dude or no? No. How different is your brother's musical choice than your musical choice? Because he might be a little bit more soulful than me. Like, the, the 50 cents. Like, he'll listen to hardcore hip-hop where I'm, I'm, I'm a more of an R&B, like, put me in my feelings kind of a girl. Like, I want to sing my heart out. <laughs> At <laughs> that young, yeah, <laughs> that's what I am. I don't know. So we're sixteen, right? We get to sixteen. We're in high school. Now we're on the block. Now we're starting to socialize. Mm-hmm. Who has that talk with you to be like, all right, you're a young woman. You don't need to be Nobody. out here like this. No one says that at all. Mm-hmm. Like the birds and the bees talk. No. Yeah, no. But they just say, don't be out here at certain times. So at one time I was out, like I was out. So oh, like I what? learned how to work the trains. Like I was telling my, my friends was scared to get on the train to go sneak to Manhattan. I'm like, let's go. Like I was out, like as far as like uh, going to parties, like outside, like I was outside. And dang, I wonder that. Cause was that a bit scary thing? Why did people, why do people, why were people scared of the trains that this is such a. Well, I'm in high school now. Now I'm in Manhattan, so it's a little different. But I remember I was going to to Manhattan when I was in Brooklyn, like in middle school, like sneaking to go to the, the city to go to stores and stuff like that. I just learned how to work the trains. I'm good with navigation. Um, but yeah, during this time I'm 16. I'm outside. There's a lot of C16s happening. You know, 16s, 16s. So I'm just meeting new people. That was a show, right? 
what oh yeah sweet 16 yeah i'm meeting new people i remember i was outside one time my aunt my grandmother made my aunt text me like oh the streets is nothing to play with <laughs> what what she texted you on your yeah, blackberry she texted me like this i think i had an iphone at this time the streets is nothing to play with and i'm like girl and i wasn't even like i wasn't like running like you know when they say that they mostly think like you're in project buildings you're like skin like you know you're doing illegal things and i wasn't even doing that i was just going to parties you just like that fun right all right you're a dancer some people just like going to parties just to party no i like dancing i like my my crew is fun so we all like having fun were you the type of friend that everybody came to your house to sneak out or you would lie and say, I'm going to someone I was the friend that everybody used me as an excuse. So I was one of those people, like, I don't know why. Maybe it has something to do with me and my grandparents. A lot of older people automatically like like me, like parents-wise. So my friends would use me as an excuse to get out the house. Oh, Dom is going? Mm-hmm. Like, I remember even my best friend today, Nisha, they used to not let her, like, go to the nail salon before. I'm like, oh, she going to go with me? Like, we're all going to go? And they let her go. My friend, my other friend who I was dealing with, Kalia, actually, she um she used to tell her mom all the time that she was with me and she wasn't with me. <laughs> Until they call. Y'all know where Kali is? Yeah, she wasn't with me. But I don't know. All the time, like, I had parents. But like I said, I was used to growing, getting, growing up with my grandmother. So my grandmother is the president of the Usher board. So she got all her friends, too. Oh, wow. Like, I'm used to being around older people, like. That's why you're also. Yeah, I'm used to being around older people, being around my grandma. And like I said, she don't play. So she always taught me a respect factor. So it, I guess it was automatically a thing where, like, I don't know, people's parents were always, like, I never had a problem with nobody, mom. You knew what you could get away with and what you couldn't get away with. So there was a line that you knew not to cross. Yeah, and to my people, I would lie to about where I'm at. Like, I'll tell them I'm here, but I'm at school, after school, and I'm really somewhere else. Did your grandma have, was she good on the telephone to text you and stuff like that? Not text, but she'll blow my phone up. And say she'll call it? me to death. If it's getting too late, like my grandma's a clock person. She clock everybody, even to this day. Like she knows your schedule. She What's knows too what late for you? What was the home. curfew that you had? If it started getting, okay, on a school day around nine o'clock, she calling. Like, what's up? Where you at? If I'm going out, like outside, like, um, weekends. Like, yeah, weekend something. Maybe it was like 11 and she don't know, like, I went to a party or whatever, then she's calling. But if she know I went to a party, by the time like 12 30 hit, she's calling. But it got to a point where I was outside so much that she stopped calling. So she just knew this girl's outside, but she'll be back. Yeah. What did your dad say? Um, he didn't get involved as much when it came to stuff like that. He let my grandma do it. So he wasn't like heavily like. And grandpa, him. he's just still laid back, chill. With, with grandpa, I could come in probably that house at like five o'clock in the morning, and he would oh whatever. Diamond came in at five o'clock, but. Yeah. What about the other side? Um, so I was with my other side. Like I'll go over there a lot on weekends. Like my grandma. Would they let you out. go out? Mom's mom? Would she let you go out and stay out? My brother was outside too. Like she'll let she let us go out, but she's she she's good with technology. So she'll text she'll text her. You know, keep her updated. So she wasn't really on you. She'll let us be outside. But my grandma did. She used to call me all the time. My grandma, and my dad's side, call me all the time. So I got to a point I was outside so much that she didn't care, and I was still getting good grades though. So like. So that's why you had the leniency because you were you like kept I was everything. still doing what I had to do, but you I was a outside. Bad child. No, I wasn't bad. I wasn't bad at all. So as we get to high school, we're on the block, we're outside, we're meeting people. What's it like meeting people from different boroughs? I met people from different boroughs because of school. 
you know, going to school in Manhattan. I went to school on 23rd Street. So everybody would come, Bronx, Harlem, everybody was in that school. The school had 10 floors too, so it was a big school. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it was a huge school. How long did it take you to commute to school? Uh, but you use a train though, so yeah, you, I use a train. So maybe like twenty, not twenty, twenty-five, thirty minutes. So that was like your thing to meet different people and everything else. And not really on the train. It was only my thing to meet different people at parties. So I even got introduced to like my first like boy little thing at a party. But how would you? So after, because I guess it's different because y'all live in all different boroughs, and I know how far it is traveling to boroughs. So when you meet somebody like, oh, he lives in the Bronx, that's way too far. But I would never meet nobody that lived in the Bronx because if I but was going go to, to parties, school, remember, only girls was going to my school. So I'm not going to go oh, see no great. boy in no Bronx. So if I go to parties, most of the parties I was going to was in Brooklyn. So they lived in Brooklyn. Okay. So like the first boy I was introduced to, he lived in Brooklyn. And what's that like? I'm just lying about where I'm at, but I'm really in his <laughs> house somewhere with him. <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what happened. Did your did your grandma ever leave the house where you had time to just be alone or no? She was no, t- absolutely she, not. Like I said, I lived in an all family's house. Everybody oh, on so the block too knew my family. I had family across the street. She done I was brought in, somebody over there. I didn't bring not. I never brought one soul to my house because <laughs> I knew better. Even one time when I got older, a boy wanted to come pick me up, and I was like, "Meet me at the corner." <laughs> <laughs> I never brought nobody to my house. So as you're meeting people, so is that how you find your prom date? Actually, my brother was my prom date. Oh. I didn't take nobody to prom. I took my brother. He didn't actually physically go in with me, but he took pictures and stuff with me. And then you went inside. Mm-hmm. Was prom probably wasn't a big deal for your school. No, it was a very big deal as far as dressing up. And certain people bought dates. Oh, at a fashion school, too. So everyone's yeah. probably. Yeah. Dressing up was a big deal. But it wasn't like, at that time, I looked at boys as it is what it is. Like, I wasn't one of those that I, I need a date. Like, I didn't care. <laughs> I didn't care. So we we get to prom. When do they start talking about college, though? When do they have that caucus? Like, where are you gonna go? Is that oh, when you're sixteen, yeah. seventeen? As far as my people, or yeah, your people. Mm, I would say my stepmother was a big factor in that in my college process. Like, she even took me on a college tour. We went to Atlanta. We went to North Carolina. Um, but school was more heavily pushing me into college. And my cousins, um, they were down south too. So that's where the idea of going down south was? Not necessarily. I wasn't stuck on going down south. I was stuck on going to HBCU. So, and I graduated. So I told you I had 10 floors. My class, I think it was 600 of us, 400 of us, something like that. I was top 10 in my class. I think I came in as number eight or something like that. But where did the HBCU come from? Who was putting that, who introduced you to that? Them, my cousins. My cousins went to HBCU, not a top one though. And then also I was looking online. Like I just liked the whole thing of the bands, dancing, like okay. sorority, fraternity. Like I got so encrypted in that idea that I wanted to go to HBCU. So I knew, but I knew if I wanted to go to HBCU because I graduated top 10, I felt like I had to go to the tops of the HBCUs. Like I felt like I wasn't just going anywhere. So the tops, Spelman. So I, I got it. I got accepted to Spelman. And I got accepted to A&T. Howard, I got accepted to. Hampton, I got accepted to. Um, I think those are the main ones that I was interested in that's in the top 10. What made you say yes to A&T? So I thought about it in a logical way. So my grandma, my grandfather still has property in North Carolina. So he travels back and forth three weeks in New York, three weeks in North Carolina. Um, so I was like, well, maybe if I go to ANC, I already liked it, the atmosphere. I was and like, state tuition. Yep. And state tuition. So that's where I thought about it from. So also my goal was to go to college for free. Got it. That's what I wanted to do. I knew I wanted to go to college for free. So I got there. 
after my first year. Scholarships or what? Scholarship. Come on now. Yeah. How much scholarships you getting? I got so much scholarships, my refund <laughs> check was high. <laughs> so when did, when does does mom get out while you're in college? Yes, after my first year of college. So let's go before the first year of college. So what's it like packing up everything? Is everybody like, let's get the U-Haul ready? We all driving down south? Or you yeah, my plane grandmother. Then? No, my grandmother, my aunt, and my cousin, they all drove me down so i was like i packed up my stuff got ready to go like my grandma like i said me and my grandma's attached so it was like hard for me to leave her what was that like y'all crying she was crying no we're not criers but it was a sad moment like you just felt the sadness of the, in the atmosphere when she got to leave so like, we well cry. yeah she's like i don't want to see you go <laughs> <laughs> i know you're going the right place yeah. <laughs> kind of thing so your people in north carolina when so your southern cousins did you go back and visit them the whole time no, I don't really know them. Even one time I went to a party in college and the girl came up to me. She's like, Diamond, you don't know me? I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm your cousin. I'm so-and-so daughter. I said, oh, shoot. How different is the culture when you get to North Carolina from New York City? Different. Because different. in New York City, I'm used to diversity. I'm used to, you go up the block, you got Spanish food, around the corner, Chinese food up the block Jamaicans and you're used to seeing all of this like even when you go to parties you they might even play Spanish music I don't even know what I'm saying but I know the words right Jamaican music like I'm not from there but I know it like I feel the vibe in North Carolina no um it's straight trap you know, music trap music twerk music like that's it I said we still playing you know that song hey shoulders hey I said we, told, we still playing that like what's happening and then it was no diversity in the music so i'm used to like all right we might play you know some twerking music we might play some hip-hop but we're gonna put it over to the jamaican music we're gonna do a one-two in the spanish music no i hated parties out there i, I barely like going to parties heavily gucci man yes heavily gucci man what about north carolina was did you feel like it was slower um, I feel like college is completely different. College yeah, towns are completely different. College I, I towns aren't that slow. It was good for what I needed to do. I was focused. What did you study in college? Business management. No fashion? Mm-mm. I knew I didn't want to necessarily go on the fashion aspect, but I love business. I knew I love business. I love business. But I didn't need the fashion aspect of it. Where do you think you get the business from? Mom? Yeah, my parents are hustlers. And mm-hmm. I think they're heavily come for me. They're hustlers. They hustle. So who's are they checking in with you in college? Are yeah. they just slowly letting the rope go a little bit? Like, oh, she'll call us whenever she wants to. No, they checked in. I called them. I became very, very close with my mom's dad at this time because he was in North Carolina, too. Oh, okay. So we became very, very close. Kinston, right? Yes, Kinston. So when would you go visit on weekends and stuff? Only when I got my car. So he was the one. He gave me his car, like one of his cars that he had. He gave me his car my sophomore year. So I would go down there, like, when I needed my car done or whatever. It's not much of kissing. So I needed to go there for a reason. Like, I'm not just going there just to go there. No, it's uh, 15 miles, the whole city, the whole time. Yeah, it's nothing. They got a plane, a set airport that don't even work. Yeah, it's nothing in kissing. So he gives you the car. What's that conversation like? So I knew I needed a car. Like, first of all, in North Carolina, you cannot function without no car. No way. It ain't happening. You know, no, so. you're not functioning without a car. So it was more so the process of me, right? Am I gonna buy a car? What are we about to do? Like I'm gonna need help because I can't buy a car myself I'm in college. So what what was about to happen? And um he when when nothing kinda came through the works, he was like, I'm gonna give you this for you to ride around in. What type of car was it? 
It was a Mercedes. Come on, he just had a Mercedes out there? He did. He's a big Mercedes guy. So he originally bought me a Volvo, right? A old Volvo. And I was like, I don't With know who little, told you to buy me this. The headrest got those little... But luckily, when it was time for me to go to college, it needed some work done. So I didn't have to take it. So the other car that was available was the Mercedes. It was an 03, though. So it was older, but still was a Mercedes. Still could ride, yeah. Yeah, and, and in North Carolina, you got a Mercedes. So I was still lit. <laughs> so we pick up the Mercedes. What type of Mercedes is it? Um, an E-Class. Oh, E-Class. Big money in this thing if you didn't. Yeah, E-Class. All white Mercedes. 2003. Did you know how to fix a car or nothing? I don't know not nothing about no car besides Wait, how to put gas in it. Where'd you get the driver's license from? In New York. So once I turned the age, whatever it, I forgot sixteen, fifteen to get my permit. I was on it. Like the next day after I turned, I was on it because I know my people. So I was like, let me get my driver's license now because when it's time to get a car, I don't want that to be an excuse. Okay. So I was on it, and because my grandmother was older, once I got my thing, once I got my um license, she trusted me, like not to take her car, but she'll be in her car with me. But honestly, she's the one who honestly taught me how to drive because she'll just be like, go, like just get in there and go. So, oh, so she taught you to drive. That's so rare in New York. Most people don't even have their license. They'd be 30, 28 mm -mm. years old. She was like, I kind of became her driver, but I had fun doing it because I was learning how to drive. Mm -hmm. She put me on the highway and everything. Go. And that's how I got comfortable with driving. So by the time I got my car, I was years into was driving. Nothing. Yeah, it was nothing. So what's it like when you get to the culture of A&T? The culture is completely different. Yeah, but I was excited. Like, I was excited Battle to get to Battle of the bands. Mm-hmm. What's that like the first time? Um, Just seeing the band show, the football games, like the excitement of everything. But I think, too, coming into college, I was way mature for my for my age so i felt like i'd done the partying already right because I felt like, you did it in new york yeah at a higher level and then i hated the parties in north carolina so i really wasn't interested in the partying so honestly i i had my business my sophomore year mm -hmm. i was i was into building really? my credit yeah i had my business my sophomore year i was interested in building my credit like that's what i'm saying i was more so thinking futuristically like i wasn't even into the partying and all that Did your advisor help you at all? No, but all my advisors Wait, talked. then again, your mother got out when you are freshman year, right? Yeah. Is that why you started your business? Did y'all talk about it? No. So What made you think, like, yo, let me start my business? I or felt like I needed a hustle. So I felt like everybody around me had a hustle. So during this time, my mother case is getting recognition. So we're going, like, on interviews and stuff. And people asking me, like, what are you doing? All I got to say is, I go to school. Like, you know what I mean? Where my brother used to be like, oh, I go to school. I'm a rapper. So I felt like I needed something else. Like, I was, like I said, I always went to Wait, so who was, who was interviewing you guys? Um, <coughs> Sorry, excuse me. At that time, was that CBS? She had her own little show, too, following her around. I think that was CBS at the time. So my mother's now, like, featured on CBS, BET, BET Plus, stuff like so that. So now she's out. Yeah, she's, she's out. out of, she's out of prison. What's that like? What's that excitement like? It's different because now you got to get to know a person, and a person got to get to know oh. you. But do you think you guys met through Skype? Not met through Skype, but you guys Skype. You think that's completely different, though? Because at least yeah. you get to see somebody. Yeah, you get to see them, but then you still don't really get to know them, you know? And you got to think about it, too. My mom, um, she was young when she had us, you know? So she was still out in the street, so she never really, like, 
sat down and did homework. You know, like typical things you would think like stuff like that. So it's getting to know somebody again. So now she's like in her thirties when she gets out. No, mm, she's in her th- yeah either her late thirties or early She fooled the whole whole twelve years. Ten. Oh, so she got out early. Yeah. So mom gets out. Now I'm she in gets college. out. You're in college. Like, let me start my business. Mm-hmm. I just felt like I needed a side hustle. At the time, my my brother was dating this girl who sold hair, mm-hmm. and her roommate or cousin or whoever she was started doing lashes, and she was selling lashes too. I started getting into doing getting my lashes done, and I started making like two and two together how much money they make. I said, oh yeah, I need to take a class for this, and then I got into it too. So that's when I started. So where'd you business. go in North Carolina when you took that class? I was, shout out to Whitney. Whitney. Shout out to Whitney. Yeah, Whitney. Dream Truly Lash, I think is her name. She's in High Point area. Um, High Point, North Carolina? Yeah, she's oh. in High Point, North Carolina. So I was going to her for a while to get my lashes done. And I was like, do you do classes? And I was a part of her first class. Oh, wow. So she's like, let me show you the business. Let me show you the ropes. Yeah, she basically, she didn't necessarily tell me the business aspect. She showed me how to how to do the services and, and got me certified in it. How long did it take to get certified? Only a day. Really? Yeah. It was just learning and somebody just giving you a piece of paper saying that you learned something. So as you get certified, you pretty much get everybody at the college. Yeah, so I started off free, right? With a clientele. I, yep, I started off free at the college. I started off free, a whole bunch of girls started to hear my name, right? Done. Here, I'm doing lashes. She's doing lashes, she's doing lashes on for free. <laughs> Gain heavy clientele. Then I just started going up to like ten dollars or whatever the case may be, and I started booming. Like I started booming. But what about you? Knows I need to do this for free to do what? What about you? Knows are you just know? Because well, Whitney taught me it too, and two, I also know when you first start doing lashes, you suck. Okay, it's not. <laughs> so everybody was just yeah. It's not like it might be decent but it's not it's nothing in compares to what my work look like now it's the same thing as doing hair like when you first start out it might look okay but right. it's not so i knew that i'm at a college campus i can't start off by charging these girls 50 dollars or whatever dollars like i need to start off free to gain a clientele and work my way up and that's what i did so sophomore year everybody knew diamond was the one yeah now this is going into like end of sophomore year early junior year Let's go back. We forgot this part. So who did you meet at the first people you meet on campus? Oh, my freshman year. So the first guy I met was Taylor. Mm-hmm. Taylor, I, I met her at orientation, and we decided to become roommates right then and there. Wow. Yeah. Where did you stay at an A&T campus? So I stayed at... That's a small um, campus, too. I've been around there a couple of times. Small? Small to you? Well, I went to East Carolina. So East oh, Carolina yeah. So it might be a little bigger. Um, but I stayed at Vance Story. I st- had the whole dorm experience, like, as far as the communal bathroom and all that. So, And after my freshman year, I moved off campus. I was over it. Yeah, we would meet all the A&T people. They would come to East Carolina. And they're like, man, y'all got it nice here. Yeah. But A&T campus was big enough for me because I was on, like, what we call South Side and had to walk all the way to the other side to go to classes. So I was good. It was big enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> What's Taylor like? Where's she from? Taylor's from Rochester, New York. Oh, so, that's so we was very like similar. Already. Yeah, like we were similar. Also family heavily into church. So like we bonded off of that too um, because my grandma was also heavily into church. Also glam girl, into fashion, clothes everywhere. So we kind of got along and asked. But. How clean was that dorm room? Our dorm room was pretty clean, but we... For, we had a lot of stuff in there. I'm not going to lie to I'm you. Thinking, yeah. We had a lot of stuff. Once we moved, people was like, yo, how y'all fit everything? Like, we organized our closets to the T. Like, we had a lot of stuff. Same size? Could y'all share yep. clothes? But we never did that. Like, I was never interested in sharing clothes. Oh. Yeah, I never did that. But y'all just really close. Mm-hmm. 
Taylor's the first one, and then when you start meeting other people on campus. So Taylor was the first one, and right after Taylor, not too long after that, I met my best friend, Shug. Shug is now a basketball player. She's a basketball player at A&T. Shug, still. Well, not still. Well, she graduated Coach. now. But at that time, she was a basketball oh, okay, player oh, yeah, yeah. on a women's team. Yep. So she big, like tall, big. Oh, yes. Yeah. So Shug is 6'2", six, 6'1". Two, six, Come two. on. Yeah, she's tall. Shug, her name is Shug or show for Shug what? Short for, well, um, her dad passed away. Her dad used to call her Suge, so that's mm. the name she took on. Suge. Mm-hmm. Usually people named Suge are big people. Yeah, that's her name, Suge. So Taylor, Suge, who's the third one? Cause there's always just three. So now you got to think about it, too. Remember, I went to middle school with a friend. I went into high school with friends. So in college, I wasn't really interested in making no friends. I was kind of like, if I met you, I met you, but I wasn't like, thirsty if that makes sense you were just driven yeah i was more so like i got my friends back home so i don't need y'all but if i meet some of y'all then cool that's how i thought we always felt like new york people when they came down south they would just talk about new york all the time no i didn't talk about new york a lot. like new I york think... parties new york this we'd be like all right man okay come on actually i would get asked about new york all the time rather than the opposite way around but i was always a person i guess due to how i grew up and things i've been through i'm very protective about my circle mm. so when coming to A&T and meeting people I already was like that I don't I don't like when I consider people a friend I really consider you a friend almost like family so I didn't play all of that extra stuff so I just wasn't interested what do people say they look like people say that you look like 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 Give me an example. Wise? not no not saying say it like that meaning that when someone's like, oh, when you finally get cool with some person, what do they say their initial thoughts of you are? Oh, that I'm bougie. Um, or like, don't really want to talk, like snobby kind of. Not, yeah, kind of like, I, like I'm to myself. Like, I don't really want to talk, if that makes sense. But You're just very observant. You I'm, always I watch your stuff. I always. Am, I am. I'm very, very That's observant. when I realized she always looking around. She's yeah. <laughs> I am. I'm very Just looking around, seeing what's going on. Everything. I gotta, I gotta fill my environment, and I gotta fill people out first. Like I'm not one of those people that I want. I don't want to be friends with anybody. Like if I make a friend, cool, but I don't want to be a friend. <laughs> How's how what was a sorority life? Were you interested or not really interested? In the beginning, I was heavily interested. Um, and upon some research, and once it was time to do it, I just became disinterested. Mm-hmm. I just was kind of like, whatever. Do you think it's because you're about business? You're already... I think so. A lot of it has to do with it. And I think it's just more so... I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing. I always had an energy of like, I don't need nothing. You know what I meant? Like, I if that. it... Like, when it comes to the friendship thing, if I met meet somebody who I genuinely like and I genuinely become close with, cool. But I didn't come in like, I need to make this old bunch of friends. I need to be like... like I didn't care. Like, Is your happened, love language giving acts of service? Um, like that I like or to other people? To other people. Yeah, I feel like I am a big active service person. So You're a gift giver. Yeah, I am. So walk us through what's the change of like, because New York, they do more of hollering or some people for cat calling. But down south, it's more like parking lot pimping where people sit on their cars and stuff like that. Yeah, it wasn't a lot of cat calling. Actually, people are very, very more nicer there than it is here. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing here. And I was like, oh, that's what they call it? Yeah. But down south, everybody just sit on their cars. And they watch you, and they, you guys going to approach people nicely. I Excuse heard. Excuse me. Yeah. <laughs> or can I hold the door for you? Or you're going to try to get to know them before you like just go in for the kill. Right. But um, 
for for me for the most part of course i've i've met a couple people that i dated down there but it wasn't that many honestly what's it like dating your first southern dude my first southern dude um he was pretty cool he was he's a nice dude was he not used to the gift giving i didn't start i don't start off like that you gotta earn that earn like what what do you do to earn a playstation what (laughs) what type of stuff do you have to do to earn a playstation like i gotta be i'm the type of person that i'm never i can't date multiple people i gotta be all about you for you to earn that like i gotta be really into you i ain't gonna just buy you just like i gotta be into you how long does it take you think for a person to get to know you or can you judge a person by not judge but you can automatically look at a person like it's not gonna work are you that type of person i'm the type of person i can have a conversation with you and all yeah yeah i can't say this just saying i'm not feeling it's either i'm in or i'm out it's never in between so the current boyfriend, how did how did y'all meet? We met through Suge. So the funny thing is, Suge and my boyfriend now, Derek, um, always was cool. I always was here of him, but never really put a name to the face kind of thing. And she would talk about him periodically, like through stuff. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. Um, we met face to face in person. My end of my the end of my junior year, right? But it was kind of like, hey, how you doing? All right, cool. Like, still didn't pay him no mind. Um, and he wasn't paying me no mind either. It was like, oh, hey, how you doing? And whatever. So I guess one day he told Shug, Shug, find me a girlfriend. And Shug was like, well, you could date Diamond. And I guess that's when the idea came to her head. But she also knew what kind of girl I was too. So she was like, well. Don't do nothing or be about nothing if you're not going to be serious about don't. it. Yeah. She should don't be playing. So, um, homecoming came. And, I, like I said, I already met him. Suge is like me, too. We're very alike. That's why we get along well. Mm. Not everybody can get close to her. So, I thought, like, well, if you're close to Suge, that means you're good people. So, it's homecoming. We all having fun. He's a football player. So, he just finished the game. But, you know, I don't I don't care about football players at a and like, because they, like, praise, like, celebrities. So, I kind of looked at them as, well, whatever. So Football is a culture down south. Yeah, it's a culture thing. But I think with me and my environment, too, like, I don't care about that. Like, okay, you're a football player and what? But when he, when we came, when he came around and we was all, like, we was there for tailgating at this point. Like, we're all around partying. We had good vibes. I was just high off of life at that moment. Like, I wasn't physically high, but I was just in a great mood. So, like, I'm playing around. Like, I'm dancing. Mind you, I didn't know that at this period, I didn't know that he had already told Suge about me. So, not too long before homecoming, it was my birthday. And I went to Miami. So, he sent Suge my picture from Miami. And so, like, put Suge, like, the eyes or something like that. But I didn't know this because Suge didn't tell me. So, even with him coming around me, it probably would have never even went the way it went if I knew he liked me. But I wasn't looking at him like that. Like, I was just... This is Shook's friend. Yeah, like, this is Shook's friend. He got to be cool if he cool with her. We all having a good time. When does Derek say, hey, can a player from the know you get a chance with it? When so, does he... that night, that same night of tailgating, he says, Diamond, let me see your phone. Right? I like that. So, let me tell you guys, though. So, Shook went missing. I went to go watch somebody arguing or a fight or something. I turn around, Shook's gone. So now only Derek and his friend is there. So now I'm like, oh, dang, I got to be nice to Derek because how am I going to get home? Like, I can't just walk home. Like, what's about to happen? So I'm asking him, like, oh, where you live, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, Diamond, let me see your phone. So mind you, during homecoming, anybody that's in A&T, you know your phone stops working during homecoming. Your phone stops, like, the service goes bad. I don't know if it's because a lot of people, whatever. So I'm thinking his phone's not working, so he's asking me for my phone. But I'm not thinking my phone's not working either. So I'm like, here. 
right here. <laughs> I just give it to him, not even thinking about it. Like, here, here's what go my phone. She comes walking. She went to the bathroom. I didn't know she went to the bathroom. I was like, oh, where you go? Like, I'm thinking you left me or whatever. I come back to him to get my phone. And he's like, oh, I put my number in there, by the way. Text me when you get a chance. So then I thought about it. Like, wait, did he just do what I thought he, that he just did? Mm-hmm. And then it all hit me. So, like I said, I was looking at an argument. And the argument I happened to be looking at was an, another guy that was trying to get to know me. Right? So I'm telling Sugar about it. Like, X, Y, and Z is over there arguing. And his ex is over there with him. And Sugar's like, leave that nigga alone. Mess with my brother. So I'm like, oh, you're on to this too. So, like, this is a thing now. Right? So, um, during this time, I'm already dealing with somebody. So, I wasn't heavily pressed. Like, it was kind of like, all right. Uh, but he was having his fun, so I felt like it was time for me to have my fun, too. So, because he knew Suge, like, I think I texted Derek back, like, two days later. And then. What would you say? What's up? I said, I think I said, hey, this is Diamond or something like that. And that's when it started. hmm So, we're in college, right? College comes to you easy. What you mean? Meaning, like, it seems like high school came at you easy. Like, you're a hard worker, so it comes at you hard. Like, were you ever had any difficult in college courses? No, I graduated actually with a 3.94 in college. Summa cum laude. Yeah, summa cum laude I graduated with. Um, some classes was difficult, but I think at this time I already learned how to work the school system. So, like I told you before, I was academically behind. Always. Even to this day. Like, even in reading levels and stuff like that, I'm academically behind. I know that. But I got high grades because I knew how to work the school system. You know how to do it. You know how to put the right time and everything else. Yeah, I knew what, I knew, every uh, the skill to school, do all your homework. Don't miss a homework assignment. Because yeah. even if I failed the test, I always have my homework. Carry it over. So as your mom's out, your mom's out, Derek's in the picture. Derek didn't come to the picture to the Derek, end of my, Derek. Yeah. So mom's out. What's yeah. that like? So getting to know her again. It's hard now what's, because what's, we're in what's two so hard about it? Because now you're a woman, but we're also in two different states. So I'm in North Carolina. She's in New York. Can she leave the state or no? Yeah, she could leave the state, but it's still we're living in two different states. You know, so that was difficult because how can you? It's like how you ever had a best friend and you guys are best friends, but as soon as you guys separate, like you're not talking to each other every day, or you're not commun- yes. like it's like the same thing. Like even though we never had to talk to each other every day, it's like because we were separated, it wasn't. But your brother's still in New York. He's now moved to Atlanta. Oh, so all of y'all went down south. Mm-hmm. Did you ever talk to your mom? Do your mom think your mom has like empty nest syndrome? Because all of her kids are gone now. Um, I don't know about emptiness syndrome. She was way more closer to my brother than me. Um, In the beginning. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how do you get to know her? So when you go back up to New York, it's just like, all right, Grandma, I'm not staying up here. I'm going to see my mom or. No, I'm still. When I came back to New York, I'm still with my grandma. Still with my grandma. I live with my grandma now. Um, it was just more so we were able to cre- create more of a bond because now I was in the same state. So now I could see you more. Now we can have more of that in-person kind of thing. So honestly, our relationship is still on the built even now. Building now. Mm-hmm. So do you understand like what she did though? Yes, now I do. Do you understand how smart it was? Yeah, it's very smart. Do you think that's where you get it from for her? Maybe. How smart it is like that? Maybe. I think I understand how to... She know how to work the system, like I said, with the school system. Thanks. I understand how to work it. Now, nah, I don't do it in an illegal way, but I know how to work it. <laughs> and what about Dad? What's Dad saying? Is Dad saying he's proud of you? Who are the people inside your life that's saying, like, even though you're not so affectionate, who's my the gra- one saying, like, we're proud of you, Diamond? My grandfather. That's the one in North Carolina. Yes. Saying, we're proud of you, Sweet Pea, you're doing it, da-da-da-da. He calls me Sweet Pea. 
in Southern. You kids in yeah. North Carolina. That's the only word That's they got. My nickname for him. My nickname is Sweepy for him. Does he take you like on dates and stuff like that? Y'all go to Bojangles and. Uh, when I'm over there, like we might go out to eat. Like he, I, I look at him as a big father figure for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what about dad? Dad's in New York. Yeah, dad's in dad's in New York too, but dad is not really an affection person. Dad's like hood guy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, have you ever seen him affectionate? No. Never seen him tear up anything else. I personally have it. But what happens when your brothers start becoming like when you have the little brothers? Does your dad that dynamics for you changes? But I'm really affectionate to my little brothers. Cause I think I've been with them like especially my little little one. I've been with him since he was born, born. So you and raised him. I wouldn't say I raised him. His mother raised him, but yeah, I was around. But I mean, like you, yeah, yeah, yeah. You were like yeah. that older sister. Yeah. Like my sister's diamond. Yeah. So like he's he's super attached. I think his attachment has to do with like him being when he was young. Like I used to come upstairs, sleep with him. You know, rock him to sleep. I'm into babies, so. What would you say the two toughest things were adjusting in North Carolina for your four years in North Carolina? Becoming independent. I was already independent home, but people get into issues automatically call mom. You know, I didn't have that. I had to figure it out myself. So I became very, very highly independent in college. Even when it comes to making money, like people wasn't really sending me money in school. In uh, college, I had about two jobs, two jobs in my business every time. So I at least had three sources of income. What were you working at in college? So I started off at, so my first year, I'm like, oh, I want to go into school, into college, and, you know, just focus on school, not work. Yeah, no. I need to make my money because I was used to doing summer internships and stuff here. Mm-hmm. So I was making money here. So after my first year, I started in the health center. The health center had this program where they'll teach incoming freshmen about, like, sex ed. Mm-hmm. So I was with them. And then the head of my college, like not of A&T, but of the business department, Mm -hmm. she got me in contact with this other lady who works at, um, who's this owner. So she needed like an assistant. So I helped her. So I was with the health center. I was assisting her. And then now I'm about to start my my business. When was the social life aspect? Or you still weren't thinking about that? I didn't care about that. You're just straight. And that's what I'm saying. I didn't care about none of that. I cared about getting my grades. I really wanted to graduate. My grades were so high because I wanted to graduate either Valley Victorian or Salute Victorian. But you do still have diamond breaks where you take a moment and you hang with your girls. What one of those happening? But I didn't really have girls. Like I yeah, hang too. out. That's yeah, enough. like yeah, like we'll 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 do things. But Shug was like me too. She was goal oriented. Everything else. Mm-hmm. So we'll get together and do homework together. Like that would be our home our, our time. <laughs> Seriously. We'll get together and we'll do homework together. Did she get the eyelashes for free? Uh, in the beginning, yeah. But then because hers are falling off, and she playing basketball. <laughs> but she started to support me too, though, when it comes to costs and stuff. I may give her a discount or whatever, but I feel as if your friend and your real friend, if you want everything for free, she's gonna support you for your business and pay whatever the price is. That's a fact. So she paid her price, and she actually doing eyelashes for me for now, and she learned from me. So you passed it down. Mm-hmm. So becoming fully independent, do you think that if you wanted to ask, your grandfather would have helped you? Of course. Like I don't. I would not. I don't. Do you say, not like asking? There we go. I like getting stuff on my own. But they could. They people would have helped help. you if they yeah, wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. But you like just if don't I like need asking. it, I could definitely call home. But I felt like they and they got used to me too being so independent. Like, I figure it out. I had money in my pocket. Who was the person that gave you random money? Just like here, just take it. My grandmother. My grandmother, but well, actually my grandmother on my mom's side. Just take this baby. Yeah. 
because she knew I would never ask for nothing. Like when I said I got that, I even from young, I used to work at the school teaching kids, um, helping them with their scoring. And you know they used to get paper checks then. Like I, I didn't have a direct deposit. The paper checks used to expire until like 180 days. I used to collect the paper checks until it was close to the expiration date to save up money. When's the, the time that you mustered up to ask somebody for something? Sometimes, if I really need it, I'm gonna ask. But is it hard? No, it's not hard. I just like getting it on my own first. I'm gonna try on my own before. I, let's say this: I don't like depending on nobody. Oh, I don't like needing anybody. That's where my issue is. But you had so much love around you. Yeah, I love, but I don't like needing nobody. Like I, and I always felt as if growing up, due to the situation of my mom, like my grandfather said, like putting my mom through jail was more expensive than putting her through college. I, he like, put, put yeah, through. and he said it like it was a lot of money, and I was like, I always felt like they you had such a, a finite. Yep. So I just always felt like I just need to get it on my own. I need to figure out a way to get it on my own. Who do you look like at all your parents? I look like both. Now, if I'm next to my mother, you're going to say I look like my mother because of my eyes. But everything besides my eyes, I got, I got my father's. So as we get to North Carolina, right, we're getting good grades, everything else. We're working, working, working. How does that affect when you meet Derek? Because as a football player, they work all the time, too. Yeah, but. They live way till five. They do everything else. So his time is very. We made time for each other. Honestly, we were spending so much time with each other that Shook was like, how in the world did Diamond make so much time for you? Because Hippica was busy. During this time that I met Derek, mind you, I'm an auntie. I'm an esthetician school. I have an internship and I'm still working the side job. So my schedule was crazy. So when, when does the time come for him? Um, Typically at night. So once my like once I took my client and once I was like settling down, that's typically when the time came for him. What about him is the balance of you? I look at him as my peace. Like when I'm with him, like if I'm going through something, everything just feels like it deletes for a second. Oh. Yeah. Does that make sense? And vice versa for him. Well, I got to ask him that question. It's, it wouldn't be fair for you to answer that. He is actually, he says the same thing. You're his piece. Mm -hmm. Have you found a church when you're in A&T? I did. I did. I did. I did it. it uh, the name sounds weird, but it's called Rehab Christian Center. Gracious. Yeah. That's what I said. The name It's not like your typical, but it's a young church. Pastor Tally. Mm -hmm. Love him. Um, and if you're in the Greensboro area, you should check it out. It's really dope. What made you decide to go to that church? This was the first, so growing up, I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't really understand what my pastor was talking about, mm -hmm. right? Like he'll preach it and he'll say it, but I couldn't connect to really what he was talking about. When I went to Pastor Tally's church, I connected. Was he a young minister? Yes, he's a young minister. He also, I think he's still currently also. He's I met him at Auntie, so he was working at Auntie at the time. Stopped working at Auntie and, and started working back at Auntie again. And who was the one that told you, all right, you need to go to church? Your grandma made you go to church, but when did you start feeling the one-on-one -on -one connection? Like, I need I need to go to church? Yes. Um, well, I've always been, like, a spiritual person as far as, like... Because you know Southern songs. You know, like, Yeah, hymns. I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, like I mean, she know. <laughs> yeah, I know it. I know it. Because I went to a Baptist church up here. Mm. So I know it. Um, a lot of the push came from actually Taylor mom. Taylor is like I said, Taylor's a real Christian person. Her mom was like, Y'all need to go to church. Y'all need to figure it out and go to church. Y'all need to go to church. But just also me just think about it. I'm owning a business, I'm doing all of these things. A lot of spiritual things hit for me too. Right. And wanted my connection on my own. 
So as we go, A&T, we're summa cum laude, all A's, right? Mm-hmm. What decision is it to come back to New York? When did you make that decision? So me and Derek stopped talking for a little bit. And at the time that... Just naturally just stopped talking or... No. We are official. We was never official in the beginning. So in the beginning, we was never official. Like we were just in the talking stage. Friends. Yeah. We were just heavily talking, heavily connected. Um, And me and him stopped talking. Um, a, A lot of that came from his end. I guess our bond was very natural. Mm-hmm. And it was going fast, but ne- like not because of us. It was just naturally like that. And I think that scared him a little bit. So he kind of ran away from it. Oh. Um. So, yeah, we, we stopped talking. And during those months, we stopped talking. Now I'm like, I got to figure it out. I felt like I didn't. I, I love North Carolina, but I didn't want to be there alone. You know, like I felt like right. it's different when you're in school because you got friends. Like when you live in there, you got to make friends with these job people. Like I'm like. <laughs> I don't want to be alone. So I'm like, I felt like my only option was to go to New York because I wasn't ready to be alone. Like, I didn't want to be alone. And um, so, yeah, then I found out about Teach for America. I knew I wasn't, even though my business was doing very good. At this time, mind you, I'm in college. You know, college, making an extra $1,000 income a month is, you're in school. Like, right. That's dope. So I wasn't ready yet to become a full entrepreneur, though, because I knew I was moving to a whole other city, which means I had to rebuild my clientele. Like, it was a lot there. So I learned about Teach for America. Um, and then, uh, I was like, I need to be in New York. I originally wanted to be in Jersey, but I was like, I need to be in New York or Jersey. One of those, I need to be in the tri-state area. Do you find it interesting as you come back to New York? Does it help you foster a better relationship with your mother? Yes. Isn't it crazy how everything just worked back out to come here? You're back with your friends. Mm-hmm. Would you say your clientele would be easier because now, even though you were gone for four years, you would come back and visit. Yeah, but when I came back and visit, I stopped the thing of coming back and doing lashes because I was draining myself. Okay. Mind you, tell you like you like I just explained to you how much I had going on. Mm-hmm. I just felt like when I came here, I needed a break. So coming here and working too was too much. So I stopped doing lashes here actually. So I had to start all the way from scratch. So when does Derek realize like, oh, my girl's leaving? Um, quick because once me and me and Derek became back connected when COVID hit. Oh. When COVID hit, we came back connected when COVID hit. Um, I came to New York for a little while. And then when I came back to New York, that's when I, I mean, I came back to New York. When I came back to Greensboro, that's when our whole chemistry hit back again. Um, and then like two weeks later, I told you we naturally moved fast. Like two weeks later, he asked me to be his girlfriend. Um, and what did the, you say? Yeah, of course. I said yes. Yes, sir. Or you were like, I'm just No, kidding. he said something <laughs> like, he actually said something like, oh, we might as well just make this thing official. So I'm like, are you asking me? Like, all right, so properly <laughs> ask me then. Like, I'm confused. Are you asking? Yeah, like, what is happening here? So he did ask me. But, and then like a month later, I was moving. Do you feel like absence makes the heart grow fonder? Like as far as our relationship? Yeah, I think sometimes when you're away from a person, you start using the other love language that you're not good at. Your communication becomes better because now when you're on the phone, you're making the moments. To you're talk. Talk, you're talking about, you go beyond the physical aspect and you're starting to talk about more introverted stuff. You start talking about, uh, what word am I trying to, the intimacy part. Yeah, I think definitely it was hard too because we were so fresh on a relationship. It wasn't like our bond was already built and we just was moving long distance. It was like we was building our bond too through long distance. So it was difficult, but I think it did because... When we would see each other, now it would become like this excitement energy. Like you would actually really be excited to see one another because you're not used to seeing each other. And you've got enough time to argue. 
No, we argue. We definitely argue through. But long I mean, distance. like you would, you would, like some type of argue. I'm talking about when you're up, when you're with each other. Oh yeah, it's more so just wanting to be with the each stuff. Other. The little stuff goes away because yeah. you're trying to cherish all the moments you have. But we with definitely him. argue with each other too. But I guess that's needed in a relationship. So we're back in New York. What's it like reconnecting with your mother now and your father and everybody else and your brother? You guys are still close, but now you guys are physically close with each other. When does he move back from Atlanta? My brother's still in Atlanta. Oh, he don't ever move back. <laughs> no, that's probably better for him though, music-wise. Yeah, he way. likes Atlanta. Um, but with my mom, it was definitely like we're getting to know each other, and we still don't fully know each other all the way, but we're getting to know. What each about other. you? Shocks her. Um, she always calls me different. Like I'm different. Like that's what she says. I'm different because she's not used to like me. Like I said, I don't ask for anything. So she's like kind of like a thing like, why you don't ask? You know? Mm-hmm. Because I'm like, I just want to get on my own. Like I'm just, I'm to my, I'm so independent that to other people too, that could be a lot for another person, you know? Would you allow, do you get her gifts? No, not really. <laughs> I you would should, though. Yeah. Yeah, no, I I think I'm just at a point right now where I'm just trying to stack up my own paper. But sometimes you'll go work for her, right? Yes, I do. I help her out with her business. So she has a business called Black Women's Life Matter. And we do T-shirts, hoodies, all of that. So I'm the one behind the scenes that's pressing up the orders and sending them out. How could people go get the orders? So they're on Instagram at Black Lives Matter. Um, They're they're on Instagram also, um, blacklivesmatter.com. Black Women's. Black Women's Lives Matter.com, sorry. Do you ever listen to her interviews and realize there's something i don't know about her i mean i think it's a lot of things i learned about her even when it comes to like i'm into home decor right mm-hmm. like i love canvases decorating a home and i didn't even realize she's into home decor too that's probably where i get it from um her hustle mentality her thinking the way she thinks i'm still learning but yeah isn't it crazy how much dna y'all have we call it dana down south dana yeah dna how much dana y'all have in common yeah, and it makes sense of why I'm the way I am because I come from two hustlers, mm-hmm. not just one, but both of my parents are hustlers. How does dad, what's the, what type of hustler is dad? He's just a go-getter. <laughs> but as you get, as you become an adult, how has your relationship changed with him? Because I feel like when you become an adult, when you could talk to a man as an adult, he's the vulnerability probably might be there now. Yeah, maybe a little bit. I mean, our relationship, I'm not going to lie, is not the best. It could definitely be better. What can you do better to fix it? I think that I'm just so much in a stage of, like, at this point where I don't care. Like, it's sad. It's not that I don't care. It's just more so, like, it is what it is. Like, I don't know. I feel I still feel numbed to a lot of stuff. What are you so numb about towards him? Just just in general. I mean, it's just been a lot throughout High the expectations years. for him? Yeah, I guess so. And it's just been through a lot that occurred throughout. Like he, like, he had to be there, you know? He was, like, the only parent by himself. So he had to do a lot on his own. And a lot of stuff that they were not used to. You know, like I said, my parents were running the streets. So mm-hmm. they were used to dropping me off and just calling it a day. So he had to do a lot of things that he wasn't used to. So adjusting to that. So I think um, I'm just... How I work and how I am such a go-getter is because I just stay goal-minded, right? right. And I feel like stuff like that navigates me off my course. Because I become more emotional and more that my thought process get consumed with it. So I block it out my mind to just stay gold-minded, which is not necessarily a good thing. Do you see things in slow motion? Meaning like this, like they say some quarterbacks, when they when you're really good at a sport, the game comes slowly. So you get to see things before that happens. I guess. Like if I ever see you, I see you either engaged looking at something 
and then you withdraw and then you enter yourself back inside different things. Yeah, I could see that. I I have a lot of I'm a visionary. So I vision a lot of stuff. So you're always thinking like three steps ahead. Always. So even when it came to college, right? I told you I wanted to go to college for free. That was a plan for mine as soon as I stepped into high school. I was already pre-planning for that. Mm. So I used my high school career to plan for me going to college for free. What is the hardest thing about adjusting back to New York? A lot. One is the parking. (laughs) Okay. Just parking. (laughs) The crowd. The easy passes, the tickets, all of that, I hate. I hate with a passion because I'm not used to it in North Carolina. The traffic. Why did you, so what, what happened with the Mercedes? Be like, you know what, I'm done with this Mercedes. That's it, a big move. It gave out on me. Oh, it did. So I wasn't done with it. It was <laughs> done with me. <laughs> that car gave out on me. <laughs> it gave out on me. I wasn't done with it. It was done with me. So as we get there. You get the you get the new car. Mm-hmm. What's that moment like? Because it has to be a self-reflecting moment. Like I did this yeah. all by yourself. Yeah, I got my car all by myself. You know what? I did an interview once, right, with um, a lady at, uh, um, at Howard University, a professor. They're doing some type of study on cases when it comes to incarceration and, and um, families or whatever the case may be. She was like, "Wow, you did so much. Would you consider yourself successful?" And I was like, "I never looked at myself as." successful because I have a vision of where I want to be and I'm not there yet but I have accomplished so much so I think buying my car was a time for me to take up reflect back like dang I'm on like I'm literally only 22 right and I've done a lot I've been through a lot and I literally at 22 just bought myself my own vehicle some people don't take the time to pat themselves on the back or take a time to look and see how much you've accomplished. And honestly, I don't. Because once I accomplish one... what you just described. I know. Once I accomplish one, one goal, I'm on to the next. Right. You never compl- You never get comfortable with the success. No. Because I... I'd, what other people might look at me like, wow, you've done so much. I don't look at myself like that. Like, yeah, I've done so much, but I'm doing all of this because I have a greater goal. Mm-hmm. My goal is bigger than what you see right now. Ooh. Say that again. That might be the title of this podcast. <laughs> My goal is bigger than what you see right now. You said it at the minute at 49. <laughs> My goal is bigger than what you see right now. Mm-hmm. Do you find that's why when you make connections with people, if they're not going where you're trying to go, you automatically are detached from them? Yep. That's exactly why I connect to my boyfriend. Because his goal is where my goal is. And that's what the ultimately thing that made me so attracted to him. Now I... I'm not gonna say I understand you more, but I always felt you were that type of person. Mm-hmm. You're like, they're like, no, well, who, who, uh, who cares? You're like, yeah, I don't care. And I was like, oh, good, because I don't care either. <laughs> we both know, you know where you're going. So once you know where you're going, you meet the people along the way. Yeah, and if you're not, if you're not on that journey with with where my mindset it is, where my mindset is, I don't want to be with you. I don't got the time. Ooh, I like that. I don't got the time. Might be the title as well. <laughs> So we get to New York City. We're back in New York City. We're making these connections. Who from New York City that you remember that you stayed? Any of your old friends stayed here? All my friends came back. So all my friends I told you I went to high school with and we still stay connected through college came back. Where did they go? So uh, one of them went to Syracuse. The other two went to Buff. Three went to Buff, actually, and another one of them came back here and went to school here. So all of your people are pretty much young, talent, young, gifted, and black. 
Yeah, actually, shout out to them, too, because all my people, one of my um, friends just got a job out in Texas to do teaching. One of my friends just got graduated from cosmetology school. Another of my friend is still in college um, getting her certification um, to do some medical field stuff. So we're all grinding. So everybody has a goal. Your circle is tight. Yeah. I don't play about my circle. Who's the newest person in your circle? I don't have any new people. Derek might be the newest one. Yeah. Okay, Derek. Yeah, he's the newest one. How did it go when you graduated when he met the family? He hasn't met my family yet. Not yet. Have you? But no. you admitted your grandfather in North yeah, Carolina. Yeah, he met my grandfather, but family. at the time it was very early on, so my grandfather didn't know how serious I was about him. So now my grandfather's like, I want to re-meet him. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good, he's such a southern dude. Yeah, he's like, I want to meet him again because I, I didn't know. Hand. He's like, I didn't know you was going to be going across the world to go back to see him, so I need to meet him again. And what about his people? You've met his people? Yes, I met his like immediate family, like his mom, his dad, his brother. Um, and um, some of his aunt, his aunt I met before, and his cousins and stuff, some of them, but not all his family yet. Okay, so now we get to the point where who you are now. Mm-hmm. What would you say? What would you say if you would could advise? Because this is all about your grandchildren, yeah. What would you say at 22, 22 or 23? 22. What would you say at 22? is the downest you ever been like felt? Your 22 years of life yes honestly my last year of college why were you so down because i didn't know what was next and i'm a goal-oriented person so not knowing what was next was scary for me because i felt like i didn't have a plan and normally i have a plan so for a couple months i didn't know what the hell i was gonna do like where i was gonna be i didn't i didn't know about these for america yet Actually, it's through Derek. If I didn't meet Derek, I probably still wouldn't have been. Oh, it was America. his idea. What no, it wasn't his idea. But I went to his football game, and some of the people I went to the, his football game with was in Teach for America. They're the one who told me about it. Mm. So, um, yeah, I didn't know where I was going. I was so clueless on what I want to do because my plan was originally to graduate from college and go straight into grad school, but I no longer wanted to do that. So now the plan altered. So I was down. Like, I was like, what am I going to do? Like, what is next? How am I going to make my money? What is my path? So I was like kind of beating myself up for that. What age do you want to buy a house? I would love to buy a house definitely by 35. What age would you like kids? 30. No later than 30. Let's start 28. What don't you have planned out? Nothing. <laughs> what's the like what about day-to-day is your day-to-day planned out too yes for the most part i can't say like every single day out of the week is planned out but like like for the most part my weeks are planned out walk us through a day that you're completely off like what you mean no no appointments no work no anything else what do you do then sleep and when I'm off, but you don't even, I want to be by myself. Like, because I'm never off. When I am off, I really just want to be by myself. Like, my grandma would be like, why don't you come out your room? Because I don't want to talk. Like, I just want to be by myself. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of people are like that. You're yeah. observing. Do you sleep for a long time or you don't sleep that long? 
not that long. I sleep when I can, you know. Most of the time, I'm I'm going to bed twelve o'clock or so, and I gotta be back up at about four, five forty-five, six o'clock for work. When you're with Derek, do you still turn off the hustle mode? Is that the is that when? When I'm with him, I be he's like my scapegoat. Like everybody be like, why are you always go to North Carolina? Because I feel like I escape for a second. Like I escape for what I got my responsibilities and duties here to just relax. And that's what you do when you relax. Yeah, because also I live with my grandparents. So when he's when he's at work, it's my first time ever getting in the house by myself. So I just feel. When you do relax, is that when you are in relax mode is in your appearance for Derek? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Derek, I'm so comfortable. And in the beginning stages, I, I was. Yeah. In the beginning stages, I was on it. Like, I can't sleep with a bonnet. I can't. Blah, blah, blah. Please. Now. I do not care. He knows all sides, and God bless. <laughs> all right, now we reach the end. This is called the Hilltop Questions. You can answer this however you want. It could be long form, short form, whatever. Okay. First question is: Do you believe in God? Yes. What is? Who's your favorite person in the Bible? I don't have a favorite person in the Bible. Honestly, I need to do better at honestly getting to know the Bible before I can answer that question. Do you have a favorite verse? Um, I have this verse that I did like, but I don't remember it off the top of my head. It was just sad, but no. More so anything Bible related, I need to become better. When's the last time you had a nightmare? A nightmare. Like a nightmare, nightmare, nightmare. I don't know. I don't have too many nightmares. What's your biggest fear in this life? Failing. Oh, Last time you had a panic attack. <laughs> a panic attack. I feel like I had one. Oh, um, when it's too much going on at once, I get a, t- a panic attack. So I was going down for my graduation, and it was so much happening at once. Like I drove the whole nine hours to Charlotte by myself. So I drove the whole nine hours myself with my friends or whatever, but I drove. I physically was in the drove. When we got there, we had to go get COVID tested. Then I had Derek um, do my car. And then I had to, we went to Walmart. We went to the mall. Then we went to the hotel to check in. Like, it was so much going on that I was just like, what the fuck? <laughs> do you believe in soulmates? Soulmates? Yeah, kind of. This is the last question. It's a repeat question. I'm going to ask you, who are you? But I'm going to ask it the same question over and over again. The goal is to go beyond yourself. Like if someone said, who are you? I'd be like, Jared Waters, who are you? I'd be like, two-time wrestling champion, who are you? Stand-up comedian, who are you? Mother, brother, I could be like that. Yeah. So the goal is to go beyond who Diamond is. Ready? Yeah. Who are you? I believe I am a girl driven to create generational wealth. Who are you? I feel like I'm somebody that's passionate. Who are you? I <laughs> a teacher now. Who are you? Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Who are you? Um, I think I'm more than just an educational teacher. I am here to teach people life lessons. Who are you? I'm Diamond. Who are you? <laughs> A girlfriend. Who are you? It's okay. You're not supposed to. The goal is to like the second time you do it, you'll be a whole lot better. Yeah. Last question. Yeah. If your great great grandkids had a book about Diamond Baker and they had the Diamond Baker story and they opened it up and at the end it says it was my name is Diamond Baker and she was what? Finish that sentence. She was what? Uh, 
Um, I'm thinking of the word. It could be a phrase or anything. It don't have to be one word. No, I was thinking of the word to like. Um, I would say she was our generational changer. Oh. That's what I want to be known as. Well, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Jared Waters. This is Diamond Baker. This is the podcast One Man, One Tree in a Hill. This is How good. can the people find you? Oh, I am on social media. You can follow me at I am Queen D underscore. And how do they how to get to your business? How if they want to come and get there? Uh, my business is at imroyaltylash.co. If you follow me on Instagram, though, all my business information is attached. Or Check you can out go the www.imroyaltylash.co. Well, thank you, madam. I truly appreciate it. I like this. I enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You're <laughs> hey, you're live on the podcast. One man, one tree in a hill. Say what up to the people. This is when I see black excellence, man. It's Dave Chappelle, Michael Che, Lauren Michaels, Chris Rock, Eddie Murphy, all sitting at the table. I said, yo, Eddie, Mr. Murphy, as I just want to say, man, you the GOAT, man. And you're the coldest nigga that ever walked the face of the earth. You gotta break that thing over. She wants it private, but y'all not even together right now. So we haven't spoken about anything but the cat for at two least months. two months. And then I said, and I said, uh-uh, and I'm be the next Jamar Neighbors. And she was up like, I know that's right. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening to the podcast. My name is Jerry Waters. And I'll catch you next time. Like, subscribe, rate the podcast. Have a wonderful night, wonderful day, whatever you're listening to. I'll see you soon.